All right, hey everybody, welcome to episode number two of the Art of Truth podcast. I'm Joshua Carlton with my co-host Sean McCoy, and we are excited to bring episode two to you already. How Very you feeling? Excited. How you feeling today, Sean? I'm feeling pretty good, bro. Nice. We actually were able to get a little uh, two and a half hour session in on Sean today, working on his baby gorilla tattoo. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. We got to work on the hand, and I really spent a lot of time getting those knuckle textures and stuff in there. But it also sparked some good conversation, too, about primates, you know what I mean, about uh, where we really kind of evolved from. And, you know, even when Sean was telling me how uh, he realized maybe he needs to be hanging upside down a little bit more. Well, not just hanging upside down, hanging from every position, pretty much um, mimicking primate, you know, activity. Right. Um, I have, which I picked up from the Joe Rogan experience podcast, I think a little over a year ago when he was talking about how he was just hanging and stretching from pull-up bars to relieve the tension in his neck and his shoulder. And it just made sense. So I tried it out and yeah, it felt fucking great. Nice. I think that, uh, it's kind of a new thing for me, but I've really become fascinated with, with that, just kind of looking at where we came from and understanding how different the world is today. But you know, I know that they used to say astrologers would look into the skies. If you want to see the past, the future, even look to the skies. But really all we have to do is look, you know, look at what came before us and what's working. And so it's really interesting. Like, I never really thought about hanging from stuff. And it's like, well, of course we should be. You know what I mean? Like, well, you have those machines where you can hang from. And, you know, I just, I just never really thought about it. It's actually something I have not experienced yet. But just from our conversation today, I'm kind of excited to I can't, I can't wait to put a fucking pull-up bar in, in, in the studio. studio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I mentioned that yeah, to you a while, a, ago. A while yeah. back. I was like, yeah, a pull-up bar in the studio. And you're like, yeah, well, mics and, and stuff first. Right, and right. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I mean, I want to I want to hang, man. It'll be, it'll, it'll be funny when my clients come in and I'm just hanging upside down. Yeah, but five more minutes, bro. Well, yeah. I'm not hanging upside down from no goddamn pull-up right. bar. I got an inversion table right, that right, actually right. secures me, but we need to throw an inversion table in here too because that's just as important in, in um, stretching your, your spine out, relieving the muscles. The, the uh, fluids between your vertebras need to be able to go in there and re-lubricate you know, those joints. Yeah, like you were mentioning with your gut even, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. gravity pulls things down and it just it – just, it's one of those aha moments where you're like, well, shit, yeah, that's definitely happening. And even the act of like a, like jump roping or kind of bouncing, Sean's been showing me some really good stretches. As I'm on this new fitness journey, I'm kind of doing this solo and I'm researching things, but it's nice to have somebody like Sean who absolutely knows what he's doing and can kind of keep me from hopefully hurting myself because that would be the worst possible thing if I could. I'm so, I wake up every day and I'm so excited to work out, but if I fuck myself up, pull a hamstring or whatever, I'm just going to slow my pro- my progress down. It's so. not even that. It's all it's it's worse than slowing your progress down because it puts you in that deficit where you can't do the thing that is giving you that release and yeah. that, and and actually keeping you sane and yeah. happy and healthy. Yeah, so I've been lucky we took a little break from the tattoo and Sean's been showing me some stretches and some different things which we're going to do a little bit more after the podcast today. And, um, which I, I fucking like loved. Honestly, that was like almost yeah. the highlight of my day besides no, doing I, got, this podcast. I got stuff that I'm going to start doing immediately tomorrow that I hadn't even thought about. You know what I mean? But, you know, for me, it's always been advice is awesome. But look, when somebody that clearly out of shape is like, hey, bro, you know, you know, bigger weights, less reps, or they just want to tell you. And it's like, well, you're just parroting back something that you've you know heard. So, you know, being that you care about your health, you know what I mean? That 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 goes a lot longer with me. That carries a lot more weight than you know I'm saying. So no, I think no, we're no so similar too, and like we, we both want to know why. Okay, so absolutely. Like sometimes, you know, not to interrupt you, sorry, but even with I'm tattooing, like if I discover a technique and I'm like, oh shit, 
that puts the texture in so perfect. It's not enough that I can just do it. I have to know why it's working. Well, you I, mean, I mean, the why is is everything um, for for me at least, and it always has been that <clears throat> I was probably one of the most annoying kids ever growing up because I always asked why. You know, I would take shit apart because I want to know why. Yeah, why does this here. work? How yeah. does that? How does that happen? What what is what's the connection here that makes this something that's functional? Yeah, and uh, and so it's really hard for me to buy into something unless I can understand from A to Z, why this is going to work and how it works. Uh, and I'm not saying I have to do that with everything, yeah. but it's a huge part of me incorporating that into my knowledge and into my routine. Yeah. I'm always talking to my kids. They just, they really hate school and I do get it, but I'm, I'm always like, aren't you fascinated to learn about the ocean, to learn about the abyssal plane? You know what I mean? Like I love that shit. You know what I mean? And they're interested in what they're interested in. I'm well, the same way. Well, like, yeah, you guys got a little bit of an age gap yeah, you know, yeah, between yeah. you you and the young. When you're not interested in something like I love, you've heard me say before, I fly drones. I love flying drones and I can't get anybody to give two shits about it because it's just my thing. You know what I mean? Other than my, my buddy, Sean King. But uh, well, both. I mean, buy me a drone, and, right. and I'll be in. They are expensive, and I'll be yeah, yeah. foot. I'll be both. I don't think people realize how amazing they are. Like they can do some crazy shit. I'll we'll, we'll put some. Oh, I, up I, I've been wanting a drone since Problem Child. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. since he had that <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> nice. And nice. I think he had little rockets on that shit. Yeah, right? Yeah. Didn't he have little rockets that launched? Yeah, that was a good okay. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I was like, oh, one day. And now they're badass. Right. Right. So one of the things that I definitely am super excited to announce in this uh, episode two, you, if you follow me, you've, you've heard me talk a little bit about this. I'm so excited about my fitness journey, and I really just want to motivate as many people as possible to, to get moving and to get healthy. I know as, as tattoo artists, we sit around all day. Like if you're a successful tattoo artist, you're sitting for eight, 10 hours a day, and we're eating in a hurry. You know, we're eating in a hurry between clients. So I pr propose this idea. I put this video up, which is supposed to be a little bit motivational, also kind of keeping myself accountable of what I'm doing. So if you go to my Instagram or my Facebook page, uh, my Instagram is Joshua Carlton Official. You can see this little motivational video from maybe four or five days ago. What I would like to offer is anybody out there that wants to get healthier, that wants to lose some weight, make a similar video. Just make it with your phone. You don't have to try to make it all cool and everything with music. I want you to weigh yourself and I want you to own it and post your weight in this video to me. And I want you to tell me how motivated you are to get healthy. And then in 30 days, we're going to do a follow-up and we're going to see where you're at. And I'm going to pick somebody that I feel is the most hungry, the most, you know, the, the one that's going after it the absolute most. And I'm going to give you a thousand dollars worth of free tattooing. You know, we'll book this, we'll do it at my studio or at a convention. I'm just going to give it away. Nothing attached to it. You don't have to purchase anything. You don't have to listen to this podcast every day. I just want to motivate you. So, so can I enter that? Because <laughs> that's like fucking epic. Right, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like um, I'm booked for close to a year. I'm going to skip ahead of the line and, and tattoo you on my day off. So like when I choose the winner, it's going to be relatively quick, which is, you know, I just, this is how much I care about you getting healthy. So, you know, I want you to show me you're fucking motivated and you're hungry and you're going to do this. You're going to do this with me and we're going to keep the weight off and we're going to fucking start this process of getting tattoo artists moving. So they basically just have to break down where they're starting from. Yeah. I'd like to see, a, I'd like to see a, their weight in the beginning. You know right, what I mean? Right. I'd like, this isn't go starve yourself or anything this like isn't, that. Yeah. Don't drink water and fucking. Right. And that's the thing is, it, you know, you're not going to impress me by like, 
you know, f- you know, fasting and just losing a bunch of weight and you know, getting anorexic. Like this is much more about drive and motivation. And this is about character. This is, you know, showing me that you have this motor to do this. It's about being motivated to change. Yeah, exactly. Instead so, of just cheating your way to a It might not be the most perfect way to do this contest, but I've, I've been thinking a lot about how to do this. You know what I mean? And I, I just think that this can get people going. And to be honest with you, if several people enter, I'm, of course I'm going to pick a winner. But I'm going to do – I'll do stuff for other people. Too. We'll oh, figure, fuck, dude. You know, whether it's a painting or prints or – A T-shirt. You know I mean, I mean shit, you got some dope something. gear. I mean, if you're a badass tattoo artist, maybe this will get you a booth at Evergreen. Like, <laughs> gonna, I promise you if you get your shit together and show me that you've got this drive, it's going to be worth it as far as my end of it goes. Not only worth it for changing your life. You know what I mean? But so I just wanted to put that out there. Contest will start as soon as you hear this episode. If you want to message me for a little more details, if I'm not being clear enough, I'm ready to fucking, I'm excited to give this to you. Yeah, I'd say you should post something on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, and share it around. Please share this podcast around. It's only going to get better. You know, please share this around with everybody. Share the contest. It's open to any tattoo artist. Um, in the future, we may do stuff for open for everybody, but for now, let's kind of keep it this keep way. Keep it limited. And, yeah, thousand dollar tattoo from me. I'll tattoo you for probably you know six to eight hours. That's a long session, you know oh, I mean? dude. And as like you know, on par as you are and focused right now, that's gonna. Be I feel a like I'm doing speed. the best tattooing of my life right now because I'm so focused. Yeah. So you know what I mean. That's a nice thing. You know, someone that's had anxiety and depression. Sometimes I get down on myself, and I you know I wake up and I'm just like I'm fucking ready for the day. Bring it. Bring you know it. So yeah. So uh, I hope you guys. I hope I hope a lot of you get going on this. I'm excited to see what you guys got. Well, I want to say, I mean, not to like just jump on the bandwagon, but you know that you motivated the fuck out of me as soon as I saw you doing what you're doing, awesome. which was, I mean, you were like, I'm going to fucking change and I'm not just going to do this. Okay. I'm going to figure out and start learning about diet right. and then I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go look at a gym membership and like you fucking jumped in to get, yeah. real and to get healthy and you did it right now and i think that's for me what it took like i couldn't half-ass it i couldn't talk about it you know what i mean it was doing for sure well you that's know? just your style yeah i yeah. mean you're not one of those fucking chumps who goes out there and then you know purports to be like oh i want to do this i'm gonna and then yeah. you don't do fucking no like you do it yeah, and then like you that, live it and then it shines through you yeah it's like there's this, that saying you know what i mean like talk doesn't mean anything action actually means everything you yeah know? yeah actually i know you know i <clears throat> had a issue recently with an ex-woman yeah. that i was like your 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 words aren't lining up with yeah. your actions we can all talk about what we're gonna do you know what i mean but until you do it you know and i don't always do everything i've wanted to i've i've, I've wanted to make a documentary for my whole like for years and i'm constantly talking about someday someday that's actually how my book came about i don't know if i ever told you this story so you know i, I, was, I would be teaching seminars and I started writing these little thin pamphlets, just, just notes, right? And it kind of got a little thicker, and I started thinking, man, this could be a book, you know? So people Notes about what? About tattooing, like how my, okay. my method. Like when, as I was teaching my method, I just it started getting, you know, four or five pages long. And I was like, I could write a book. And people, I'd see people at a show, and they'd be like, what are you doing nowadays? And I'm like, I'm writing a book, man. You know, <laughs> total bullshit, One right? posted at a yeah, time, I'm baby. writing a book. And they're like, you're writing a book? That's fucking amazing. And it got to where Nikki, who just she won't she calls me out on everything and literally in front of like a, a, a tattoo artist that i really admired she goes you ain't writing shit <laughs> stop fucking telling people you're writing a goddamn book you ain't writing shit and that is all it took oh man the next day i fucking we had a, a, a like a nice finished attic but i was gone in that attic fucking writing writing Sh- writing in shame 
Right, right, exactly. Yeah, as you should because be. Because then it was kind of like, motherfucker, I will show you. You know what I mean? But she was. She was like, you ain't writing shit. Stop telling people. Goddamn, I love you, Nikki. And I, she called me out, and it's the best thing that ever happened because the book, um, as far as I know, look on Amazon, but I'm pretty sure it's still uh, at least a four-star. It's, it's, it's been a bestseller. It's been translated into 15 languages. Um, you know, it's something that I wish I would have had something like that when I was learning how to tattoo. It's called... It's uh, Advanced Tattooing Techniques, A Guide to Realism. Um, and I would have never written it if she hadn't called me on my bullshit. So that's that whole, like, talk, talk, walk the walk. I would have just kept telling people because that's cool enough for me at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, I'm making a movie. It's like, well, you know, do it. Yeah, you're going to be that uh, dude that made uh, Boondock Saints. Oh, man. <laughs> Absolutely. The first one was so fucking good, though. So you know good, I mean? bro. Goddamn, and then yeah. they went all crazy and shit. I was so excited to see the second one, and I was in the theater, and I was just like, it, it was that kind of movie where, like, right from the beginning, you were just like, this is going to be fucking a train wreck. It was know? like, yeah, it was a big kick in my expectation dick. The first one is where I really realized how badass Defoe was, you know? Oh, my God, dude. When he smokes that dude fuck. after he gets laid down and the guy's going to, like, spread his legs, yeah. and he pops up, and it's like cheeks are quivering oh, yeah, yeah. i'm like oh damn I like it when he when he had all the makeup on and he's like too much too much fucking <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so uh so yeah i um i just want to say that you've been motivating the fuck out of me let alone and i was already motivated and i know that you're motivating tons of other people so i can't wait to see what these other artists do if they do yeah. anything if they do uh, yeah anything. yeah then maybe nothing will happen but i i feel i mean people write me every day every day and that was kind of a byproduct of, of unexpectedness of i started posting information more than anything to keep myself accountable just because it's like i can't say i'm doing this and then you know slip up it's, it's podcast it's the same way if i'm going to sit here and tell you to get off your ass, I better fucking not be sitting on mine. So, but I didn't really realize like tattoo artists, um, tattoo artists, moms that would that would happen to follow me. People are like, my hey, mom. My yeah, mom. yeah, yeah. I'm, you mentioned your mom. I had someone that wrote me, and she's like, I'm 72 years old, and I've already lost eight pounds because you motivated me. You know what that means to me? That's, that's amazing. That's powerful. Holy man. shit! Fuck. And all that does is make me drive harder. So I got to be honest. I didn't expect or see that coming, but it's really become my drive. You know what I mean? Like I'm so close to my goal weight that now I'm able to focus on helping other people as well. You know what I mean? So if you're looking for help, if you need some help, reach out, man. Like I, I, I love talking about health. I love talking about, you know, you know, getting, making yourself the best you, you can be. So if you've been in a rut and, and you're thinking, you know, oh, I'm not ready for it, but maybe now's the time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you, man. I will absolutely listen to you. I'll give you the best advice I can personally give you. Honestly, I'd say, look, keep listening to this podcast. Sean has a lot of really, really intelligent stuff to say. And you know what I mean? Like support us, spread it around. I think we've got something good going here, guys. Let's, let's do this together. And you know, I'm a fan of podcasts in general. That's why we wanted to do this podcast right, right off the bat. <clears throat> and it took forever because we both are busy in other things yeah. in life. It sounds like an excuse, but life does happen. It does yeah. happen. And oh, it finally came together at the we, perfect time. I mean, we were going to do this podcast before you had any health, you know, right. scare. Yeah. And so this would have been a fat Josh and right. yeah. skinny Sean. And that might've been the name of the fucking podcast. <laughs> that would have been, been a great name. Actually. Uh, yeah. You know, so, um, so it's just one of those things that we, we got inspired to talk and do this thing without even thinking, okay, well, it's going to be interactive or there's going to, it was because we just like fucking yeah. talking yeah. and we are so into podcasts. I, I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan's podcast, the yeah. Joe Rogan experience. It's changed my life. I'm not 
a huge fan of everything Joe says. I don't bow down to him in awe, but I think he's awesome for being able to bring people that are knowledgeable in a certain facet or aspect or whatever their expertise is into a forum that's uh, so friendly for them to be able to share things without feeling censored, where they can just be themselves, be open, be truthful, and give you their truth and their knowledge in you know a nice intimate session in like two to three hours i mean how fucking that's a rare rare thing and that usually only happens when you meet somebody who's awesome and cool out in real life well you get brought into that with a podcast it makes you feel almost like you're a part of this conversation or or this event or this you know amazing sharing of information that you're just fucking tuning into, man. You can listen to it or not, but it's going to be there. And you can go back and listen to it again if you want. And I found out so many awesome things, tips, um, little, you know, huge things. My diet, the fucking um, intermittent fasting thing. Right. You know, I heard other forms of that. But until I heard it from somebody who was like, well, I'm doing it in this way and this is how my day looks and blah, blah, blah. It didn't make sense to me. It wasn't something that I could do and adapt to my life, but it was one of those things that when I was ready for it and then I heard it, I probably heard it from other fucking people too, but it, it came to me and it resonated. And then I carried that. And I then also, you know, learning about other parts of my diet. Well, you know, there's all sorts of, we were just talking about fucking a plethora of diets. You got that keto, you got uh, paleo, diet, you paleo, got, yeah, yeah, you got all this other, <clears throat> you know, no carb, low carb, high carb. Um, I'm just one of those guys. I'm like, okay, you should really maybe go see a nutritionist first, get your blood checked and find out what you're allergic to. Right. And, that, and that's important too. Like I know I'm giving a lot of advice, but talk to your physician, talk to your nutritionist because, you know, I know it's working for me. I'm certainly not going to sit here and tell you what's perfect for you. I can give you some ideas to talk to your nutritionist about. Same with Sean. Obviously, talk to your doctor. But, you know, some of those assholes are talking about Wonder Bread. and That's the biggest issue I had. Like I mentioned, I talked to my nutritionist, and it was a lot of weird shit. So you can always get another doctor. You can always get another nutritionist. So, you know, I And think, listen to your body. I mean, that's the main well, fucking so thing. So much, man. So much of that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm always so eager to get on the, that treadmill or, or go running, and it's like, if I start feeling a little pain in my chest or something, that shit scares me. You know what I mean? And I listen to it, you know? So, um, you know, I have to check, I have to check my blood sugar every morning. And this morning it was low for the first time in a minute, but I've been going pretty hard. But so I actually had a little glass of orange juice, which was the best tasting thing in the world. Cause I haven't had any orange juice in like almost two months, you know, but it worked. It did the trick. And I didn't skip out, you know, because I was afraid I was going to miss out on exercise. So, so did you feel like one of those kids in like the Sunny D commercials? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I was gulping. Like, shit is what is that? Gulping. I was like, good, good. Oh, we got some purple shit. We right. got some soda. No, I want that uh, <laughs> orange juice right there, player. The funny thing is, my dad used to buy Sunny Delight and like... I well, I think I remember when I was a kid liking it, but as an adult, I taste it's it. Disgusting. It's disgusting. Bro, they had me sold on that. That God commercial damn. was so effective, oh, yeah. homie. I mean, yeah. that, yeah, no, no. Purple stuff. That, get that purple shit out of the way, yeah. okay? Yeah, you no, uh, <laughs> that soda, it's okay, but I, I want that good Sunny D in the Sunny back. D. Oh, bitch, that's mine. It's like real thick and viscous. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a petroleum citrus product. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not orange juice at all. So, <laughs> so listening to your body also means when you – when you eat something, how does it affect you? So if you eat a sandwich, do you feel lethargic afterwards? Right. Does your stomach hurt? Do you have to take a shit right away? Right. You know, do you get those stomach rumblies or do you feel kind of satisfied? Like you don't need to eat something else. Yeah. If you can be satiated for 
hours, which you should be. I didn't know that. I, I thought that was normal. Like I eat and then I get really tired because people would be like, oh, Thanksgiving, I eat turkey and the tryptophan. It's no different than, you know, like that's not what why you get so tired. Like you get so tired from that sugar crash. You know what I mean? And I, get, I did that every meal. Fuck this Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? So, every day's a holiday. Yeah, yeah. Holiday. <laughs> so now like it's weird because I'll eat a good, healthy meal. Like, uh, you know, and I just feel good for so long. You know what I mean? I always, always get, you know, a lot of vegetables before I come in to tattoo. I really go with the kale, a lot of vegetables, berries, stuff like that. Now. Now. Yeah. Now. Absolutely now. And I come in and I'm just like, man, I'm ready to tattoo. You know what I mean? Even you, you know, you were like, oh, he's ready to stop. And I'm like, no, let's go a little further. Oh, my God, dude. You know what I mean, I'm the one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because yeah. when you pull the phone out to take pics, it's usually like. Wrapping it up Sweet. a little bit. Sweet. This is the signal that yeah. we're, no, I just, we're. Today, I was just like, look at those fucking cool knuckles on that monkey you know what i mean so i want to get pictures of it you know which is the shit man the fact that you're so fired up yeah motivated and then killing it literally killing it with your art you're you're a savage anyways you're a killer you know that you and everybody knows it so when you take it to that another level it's like yeah i can do this but i can do it faster and yeah. i can do it better. well i used to i used to watch these artists that i would admire and they'd post these pictures and they'd be like nine hour session and i would just be like I would die. That sounds uh, horrible. How do you, I, I don't understand if, even if the client can do it, I just could never do it. And now it's like, well, it's cause they milking them. I think, you know, I think yeah. it's when they like charge them by, by charge the hour. By the hour. Yeah. I, and you know, that's why I try to go by this because people are like, what are you an hour? And I'm like, honestly, like if you got a cool ass idea that I'm into, I'll give you a fair price. Cause I don't want charging by the hour can, you can tell they're looking at the clock. They're getting antsy. You know and I mean? you're not going to be able to get this, you know, everything in one session. Yeah. So that's one of those things that's really important for artists to be honest about. Absolutely. Is, is you know, there's only going to be so. And you've always been. I mean, fuck, you're oh, you were overly honest about. I'm always that really upfront. I like as as a painter as well. Like, you can't paint. Okay, if you paint a wall, it looks good until it dries, and you got to do another coat. Tat, that's how the same thing with tattoos. People are like, "How do you get your white so white?" It's like I do it twice. Sometimes yeah. three, you know what I mean? Like I'm, it, it, I'm just like, I yeah, don't know takes, if I'm obsessive, but I do the same thing. Yeah, it takes the right client because we live in that fast food. We live in America. We want that instant gratification. And so especially clients that travel. So I got to tell them, I'm like, look, you're about to get on an airplane and fly out here. Your tattoo is not going to be finished. And I'll direct you to somebody who can do it closer to you. But if they're willing to fly out a couple of times, I'm absolutely willing to work on it. but And what's cool now is like you're going to do so much more. You're going to get so much more done. Now I'm getting, you're yes. more focused. Yes. The energy's on point. You're yes. fucking like so dialed in. Yeah, because I used to say that. I'd be like, if I tell you I'm done, trust me. And it wasn't because I was so much physically tired as much as I was mentally drained. Yeah. And that's what's changed so much with my better diet. And it's only going to get better. But I'm just so much more... I don't know. Like, I feel like I can focus for a lot longer. Your fuel is on point. Yeah, I just Dude, I feel you got, so you got that good. premium going yeah, right now. Exactly. Yeah. So that's been such a wonderful thing, and that's one of the reasons I want to do this contest. I want you to feel what like I feel. If you've been feeling like shit, man, it's not because you're getting older. It's not because it, it's because you're sitting on your butt all day tattooing. I know you're working hard, but you got to get that mental game up. You got, you know what I mean? Mental game, and then the physical game. I mean, yeah. it's it is you. You really are how you feel, and you you feel how you know, you eat. <laughs> so you are what you eat. Right. And that's why people say that shit. It's, it, it's very accurate and cliche at the same time, but what you put into your body is going to completely affect how you think, how you feel, how you perform, all of that stuff. Absolutely. So if you're putting stuff in there that isn't good for you, yeah. 
you're not going to be the good person and, 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 you know, the most effective person that you can be. We're all individuals. We're all different. We all got different shit going on. You should all have different goals. Yeah. Um, I was just telling Joshua how my goals have changed for my um, workout desires and, and how they've evolved just in the last year um, because I want to advance. I did achieve the things that I wanted to achieve and it took, you know, a proper amount of time, but that's how I know I have to do it now. I can't just go gun ho. I can't just be balls to the right, wall. Right. Oh, I'm gonna fucking bang these maxes out. You know, I'm gonna go hit two, three um, uh, reps per set because that's how you get bulky. Well, shit. I want to be symmetrical. I want to be strong right. on both sides. I don't give a fuck how big I. I'm a big dude, anyways. Yeah. Frame wise. And I'm over that egotistical shit where it's like, yo, I want to be swole. Yeah, I think at the beginning, like I always hear people be like, I don't want to get too big. You know what I mean? It's Bro, like, you've heard me say that. Right, right. It's so funny because people, I mean, I say that to, uh, to women. You know, sure, they'll be yeah. like, why don't you, you know, wait, I never see you do bench. And I'm like, well, I'm actually afraid of being a little, I don't want to sure. be big. And they're like, shit, don't <laughs> give me that. Uh-huh, you got to tell me you got a big dick. <laughs> and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not trying to brag. I'm literally telling you. Right. I mean, look at my. You want me to pop my shirt off? I got big <laughs> fucking chest, man. I got big pecs, and they'll turn into some meaty titties. Right. If I hit the fucking what, shit. What happens with that? Like, so let's say, like a, a big, big, like big dude, and they lose their muscle. What does that do? Does that depends on if they were on some steroids sure, or some shit. Sure. We were just talking about dudes who use steroids yeah. and how. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, look up the videos where people are injecting synthol. Like literally these <laughs> fake muscles it's i got to show you later man it's fucking ridiculous because it doesn't look real it doesn't look natural there's even a video of a guy on stage competing you know what i mean he's fucking ripping his arm up and, and it pops like oh, it's that's just fucking, beautiful it's fucking, that's like, beautiful thank he, you he's you bleeding too. he's bleeding like vegetable oil you know what i mean it's fucking crazy wah, wah, yeah wah. it's unreal but yeah i uh i've been tattooing for so long and I, i've tattooed people tons of times and they're always like well, well, what happens, bro, if I get real, real jacked? And I used to, I used to joke. <laughs> don't about, worry. Yeah, I'd be like, don't worry about that. You're never gonna get that. The, fun, the funny thing is, though, is I tattooed this guy one time, and he said that, you know what I mean? And I kind of joked around with him, and I didn't see him for like a year, right? And he came in, and he looked like fucking. He looked like Bane. Oh shit! He came in looking like Tom yeah, Hardy. His tattoo looked all little because it was all his arms were so big, and he like. <laughs> He just fucking did it, man. And he ended up, I tattooed him one more time and he ended up moving from here to fucking California to pursue a dream in acting and modeling. He looked fucking amazing. Did he? Like he looked like just a dumpy guy that drove a truck or whatever, came in and he was just fucking shredded. Well, did you ask him? I mean, yeah, he he said that um, his girlfriend had left him, you know what I mean? And he just was like, I'm going to work on myself. And so I'm just going to work on me. And he started eating healthy. I think he started with a plant based diet. And exercising, but I mean, he, it, it was like literally like, I didn't even, I was like, he's like, I have an appointment. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> it was funny though. Cause his tattoo looked so tiny because it fit his arm before, <laughs> you know what I mean? And as he fucking stretched out, I was like, so I guess that's what happens if you get ripped. Yeah. You know, he fucking did it. It was cool. It was cool to see. Well, it is cool because I mean, he's always going to be like, yeah, I mean, it was pretty appropriate size. And then I had to go get that beefcake on and yeah. now, uh. Yeah, now it's a little bit smaller, but you know that's how it goes. That's that trade off when you want the guns. Yeah, you yeah. know, and those are the fucking. You know, <clears throat> I was, I was like I said, two thirty in the last in the first podcast. Um, at my biggest point when I was lifting 
and I was just lifting to basically be big and and as strong as I could be at the time. But the strength wasn't functional strength. It was just fucking glamour strength. You know, how much weight can I lift? And um, so my intentions were wrong behind that. But I was so young. I was basically just trying to pump testosterone out. And I was fucking pissed because I had just got out of a relationship with the wrong chick. And it was um, one of those motivating things. You know, I was fired up. I'll show her. I'm yeah. Next time she sees me, she ain't even going to know. Jesus. I, I, can, I can see that being a huge motivation. I can see that for sure. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, we use revenge body. We use whatever we can, but there's nothing more motivating than showing somebody that, I mean, and she didn't dump me or anything. She was just such a drama in my life that when I got rid of her and then I found out she was with some other dude, I just used that as fuel. It's like I stored that inside me and I fucking burned on it. Like this bitch, next time she sees me, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm all fucking be here. Right, right. <laughs> and I was, and she was all over me, and I didn't give her no shine, and she wasn't fucking cool with it. And then I realized I was in this whole other state mentally and emotionally. And I mean, we weren't even on the same fucking page, but it was because it wasn't because I was big and, you know, had been lifting weights. It was right. because I had stepped away from her long enough to mature a little bit and to notice what I really didn't like about her. And what I didn't like about myself and why that relationship was toxic and all that stupid shit. And that's what also was that tipping point for me to quit drinking when I quit drinking at 22 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, when 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 people find out that I'm going to be 33 in a couple weeks that I haven't drank for, you know, 11 years, it's it's one of those things where they're like, what? You don't drink at all? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't People drink. get weird about that. Yeah, they're like, you don't drink at all? Like, even socially? I don't like, poison myself yeah, at yeah. all. Like, I don't, not even a little bit of gasoline. I just don't want it in my goddamn yeah. system. For me, it's always been a control thing. Like, I like being in control, and I, I, I have a hard time. Like, I've noticed that a lot of my friends that do drink, they don't seem to know when enough is enough. Like, they're good, they're buzzed, they're having a good time, and then they're blacked out. It's like, how do you not know by now? And I, as a non-drinker, that's hard for me. I hear people out there like somebody must have slipped me something, and it's like, yeah, yeah, they slipped you another shot, another fucking because that's you because you had your hand up that you were in line, motherfucker. I've seen people act like, you know, like I've had to take care of people that, and I'm like looking up on my phone like alcohol poisoning and stuff, you know what (laughs) I mean? Which is legit. I love that fucking Nick Swartzen joke where he's all, yeah, did you hear about Nick? Yeah, he got poisoned. (laughs) Oh yeah, who poisoned him, (laughs) Nick? What he what he poisons sea breezes. One, one of my favorite Nick Swartzen is when he talks about his funeral. And he wants to be hung up like a puppet above his fucking funeral and shit, like fucking naked. Oh, dude, he, his cats versus dogs was the shit too. Yeah, love but, him. But <clears throat> so with the alcohol thing, for me, it was a similar thing. It was the decision making. I didn't get blackout drunk. I wasn't the one of those guys who was like, "Yeah, man, I have a shot," and then I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. I wake up in an alley. I don't know where the fuck my car keys are. You know, I might have sold some dick to yeah. some other dude, or I might have sucked a dick. I don't oh, know shit. what the did fuck I, happened. Did I blow somebody again. So, <laughs> again, so fucking. Uh, what for me it was, my standards would drop. So I would go, you know, and and it was one of those things. Like I, okay, best example. There are certain bars I wouldn't even go into unless I had a certain level of intoxication because uh, there was never any fucking 
quality women in not there. Not the best pool. Uh, not not yeah. even a. It was like a fucking puddle, dog. <laughs> a dirty puddle. <laughs> so I would be like, all right, I gotta have like you know fucking six shots of whiskey before I'm even right. entering this spot because I'm just gonna want to leave right away. I need to be on on the level. So I would do that, and then I was realizing I was dumbing my shit down to a point where I could handle talking to these repulsive people to me repulsive they're probably great human beings sure when they're not all schwilly billy too but uh when we were all on that level doing our damn thing on a fucking friday or maybe a goddamn tuesday i don't know it doesn't really matter you know when you're right. just looking to poke something um which is what it would get down to when when alcohol was involved i mean it was also probably the age thing in my fucking late teens early yeah, 20s yeah, you just want to fuck and so when i finally realized like you know, if I don't drink, I always end up with a really cool person hanging out. We may, might not even fuck. We might not even kiss, but I'm going to be happier with myself at the end of the day. That that regret, that yeah. walk of shame isn't going to be there. And that's so much fuck. That's so valuable. Plus, I'm assuming a lot of these women probably drank quite a bit as well. Oh, and that comes with a bunch of baggage. They weren't yeah. gym rats. Yeah. Yeah, that comes with a lot. It was hood rats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. What are your thoughts on, you know, if you're if, if you're on a talk show and, and you're, you're someone that smokes, let's say you're up on the panel and you're smoking, the crowd is going to be like, that's bad for you. Cigarettes? Yeah, cigarettes. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is bad for But you. I've noticed that there's this, you know, this trend that we can't seem to get away from, you know, I don't want to say fat shaming, you know what I mean? Because I don't think it's good to shame somebody necessarily, but it's like, no, you know, it's automatically you're beautiful. You're beautiful inside, and you're an amazing person. Some people are just shitty, even you know, oh, bad or dude, not. You know some I mean? beautiful people are yeah. super yeah. fucking shitty. So I don't understand why, if it's you know, it's unhealthy to be obese. It's 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 really unhealthy. So I I wanted to know your thoughts on that. Like this is a little controversial, and I'm not trying to be a dick about it because you know I, I'm not shaming anybody at all. I was a very fat person. But I was I, a fat person. But I knew it, and you knew it. I was a fat right. person. And so I wouldn't want my wife or my, let's, let's say my doctor. Oh, you're beautiful. You're good. You're good, but you're beautiful inside. I wanted my doctor to be like, you're killing yourself. You know what I mean? Well, you are. Yeah. That's their job. Exactly. So I mean, I think, I, I, I don't know if it's just the American culture or the way it is, but you know, I'm interested in why it's okay to say stop drinking, stop smoking, but we can't say let's get your diet together well it's part so of it's shameful part of it's that. the propaganda yeah you know yeah, yeah. and i don't think that the, I, I think in certain circles i yeah. think in the mainstream you're not supposed to shame anybody for anything yeah that's just the american culture yeah, and, and, and again I, I wouldn't i think it's about how you approach it that's that whole thing it's like you're not wrong but you're an asshole like there's a way to approach it you know what i mean so you know i fucked up with my ex-wife when t one time she was wearing something and she said does this make me look fat and i said define fat <laughs> <laughs> so we're not married anymore. You know? Well, I don't know. That was. Uh, it was funny. I, yeah, it's funny. I fucking cracked myself up over it. You know? <laughs> I was about to bust up, dog. Yeah, but uh, you know, the thing is, is like, I just think it's interesting. So I think that we, you know, body positive is great. You know what I mean? And there's certain levels of, you know, you can be overweight and still be healthy. But let's so wait let's minute. not pretend. Is this the art of of uh, pretending? Is this the art yeah, of, you know of I mean? being of just getting getting along with society? Or is this the art of truth? Is this the art of keeping it See, real? And that's the whole thing. This is the art of truth. Exactly. So if I go into my coworker Sean's room and he's doing a fucked up tattoo, the worst not and I'm just not that you do that, Sean. I'm just picking out whoever. The worst a thing great, I can, great example. Yeah, I love yeah, it. The worst thing I can do 
is go in there and be like, looks good, bro. Oh, yeah. Keep killing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The best thing I can do, not in front of the client, is to take him aside and be like, what's going what on? What happened? Because how is he going to get better if I'm constantly telling him he's okay? So if I'm constantly telling you know, somebody that I care about that they're awesome and beautiful inside, then they're just going to keep on getting fatter and keep on getting un. Let's even, let's even stop saying the word fat. It's just unhealthy. Well, why? Okay. So I'm a little confused because there's a total difference between being able to tell somebody that they're beautiful inside and being real with them about their exterior or with their health, because those are two separate issues in my book, because I think that if you're an awesome person, there's nothing wrong with telling somebody, Hey, you're an awesome person. Absolutely. You yeah, maybe I worded that wrong. such yeah. a wonderful personality. You're fucking sweet as hell. You're caring, giving thoughtful. Um, and you know, but at the same time, why I, I wouldn't go and do that and not, if they were obese, not try to, I mean, that, that'd be weird just to come throw them some compliments anyways. Right. So if it's in the vein I guess of being, a, being real with them, yeah. I would be like, Hey, what's up with why, uh, what, what's going on with the health issue? Because right. they're fully aware. So if you were trying to just be real with them, I might ask them is, is, um, being heavy is something that's really common in your family. Right. You know, because a lot of people get really defensive about, Oh, this is just, yeah, it's everybody. Such a sensitive thing. Like it's easy to get defensive. It's easy to say that and they've tried asking questions is probably the best way to right. approach somebody without making them feel defensive or having like, they feel like they have to be defensive right. right off the bat and be like, well, I am this way. It's like, we all are some way for a reason. Right. Just, I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is because, being heavier is something that's common in my family and my dad's, well. my dad's yeah. side of the family. And a lot of people in America, because the diet mm-hmm. and the exercise shit has never been a high priority in this culture. Right. And now it's becoming that because we were, we're realizing that, Hey man, um, science is picking up. People are living longer. We have videos and evidence of us being skinny when we were young and now we're yeah. fat as fuck when we're old. Right. What happened there from fucking, you know, 20 to 55, well, you know, it's not hard to figure out now that we can document shit. Everybody's yeah. got pics. Everybody's showing what their new routine is, what their new diet is. You can change how you look without doing surgery. And that's the most important thing. And what I wanted to re- retouch on about when you asked me in the first episode about the liposuction thing was I had liposuction after I had already worked out and got to a point where... I couldn't lose any more of the fat I had on me. Right. And as you and I know, fat cells never go away in your body once you've accumulated them. They just either expand and shrink. So they get bigger and smaller depending on how what you're putting into your body. Right. They will accumulate they will store fat for energy. That's what it's supposed to be for energy. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember when I learned that it, it scared the shit out of me because it sounds like so no matter what I do, I'm not going to be able, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which isn't necessarily true because you can shrink it. You can, you definitely can shrink, shrink it, it yeah. get that shit shrunk in. Right, exactly. And honed in, you know, really concentrated. And then if it's bothering you, there are, you know, fucking surgical things. Right. For me, I, I my, like I said, my mom had told me, you son, you're never going to have a six pack. No matter what, that's just in the cards for you genetically. And I wasn't destroyed by it but i was kind of like yeah i'll fucking show you yeah. and the world I love that. I love that. that 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 is something that i can change well i realized that was just a little bit away from that and so i and i 
I was super motivated to get rid of the cells and stuff that I had accumulated early in my life in a period of time that I really didn't enjoy emotionally looking back I'm in, in, in other ways too, but the emotions that I had going on in me and the part of why I got depressed and I started eating really, really shitty and had food as an escape was because I was so sad. Yeah. And so I had that with me still Emotional eating. as a, yeah, as a 25, 26 year old, I was still carrying those same cells with me. Um, so I was like, you know what? It's time to get rid of these cells. I, I'm ready to transition out of all of that shit that I went through as a youngster and be a different uh, yeah. adult. Yeah. What a symbolic thing. Like you're, I'm, I want to purge myself from this past. I don't want this shit connected to me. It's like having a fucking tattoo of some dumbass's name that you used to date. It, it was you know very I mean? similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't want that shit on you. Imagine you if know? it was, yeah, all over your body. Yeah. <laughs> you know? you look in the mirror. It's all you see. So that makes complete sense. And I'm sure your doctor was, you know, like, Hey, this is the right, this is the way to do it. They I, told me I was so, that was the ideal candidate. They were like, yeah, you have less than 10 pounds. I mean, literally they, they only took out like three pounds from me. Oh, wow. And they were like, you're, you're like super healthy. You're ideal for this. You know, your, um, your cardiovascular is great. You're, you're the ideal person to right. do this. You're healthy to, because it's an operation, man. Right. They had me awake while I was doing it. I told you it was the most painful fucking thing I ever went through. But I had a, my ex fiance, um, the Mexican fitness model, she had had liposuction too. And so when I asked her how that went, she said, oh, I barely felt it. Mm. And I was like, Bitch. It seems so invasive. I watched that video. Oh, dude, it is invasive. It feels like you getting um, juiced up, yeah. like you know, yeah. like a turkey getting basted. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I actually had an appointment to do it. Yeah, you ago. told me, yeah. and that's why I told you because yeah. you know that was some you know. I, I uh, you know, I wasn't anywhere near where I'm at in my head today about health. To me, I look at it as an easy fix. I was, you know, I had the, where, where my fat really likes to sit is just low in my gut. You know, it's just I, I, I just gross. So I was like, fuck it. I got money now. I'll, I'll fucking do, you know, I actually went and put a deposit, yeah. had them take pictures of me naked. Shit, super embarrassing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had like girl students that day and they yeah. were like all these new students in there. I'm fucking sitting there naked looking dumb. And, um, but one of the things he told me was he's like, I need you to lose 15 pounds before we do it. And See? I'm like, motherfucker, if I could lose 15 pounds, I wouldn't I be wouldn't here. I wouldn't be in your shit yeah. trying to give you this cash, yeah, so man. I'm like, you uh, want he, me to do your job for yeah, you? He's like, tell me to walk my, like a couple miles a day, which is shit now that I love. But at the time, I'm like, can I eat a cookie while I'm walking? You know, so you weren't like, ready. You were, you I were, wasn't ready You were Kanye's all. mom. You just weren't <laughs> yeah. ready. Yeah. And you might have been, <laughs> that might have been the end of you. <laughs> it, you know, it was weird, man, because like I walked out of the doctor's office knowing I'd never come back. I yeah. knew I, I just, I just took a hundred bucks or whatever the deposit, yeah. it was like $300 deposit and just, I might as well throw in the trash. Those are the worst, I most knew. expensive glamour shots I've ever taken yeah. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was not even remotely ready because to me, you know, it just was an easy fix. It's like I was thinking about I was di I was told I was pre-diabetic years ago. And all I my 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 brain just went, at least I'm not diabetic. <laughs> how fucked up is that? Like, that's how I thought. Like, instead of that scaring me and getting into shape years ago, I was like, whoo, made it. Not me. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Speaking of di diabetes, though, I found some good news out yesterday. They actually make, you heard me talk about the A1C test, which is your diabetic level. Well, they make those, you can go buy them at Walgreens and test yourself at home. 
So if you are worried about it and don't have the money for a doctor's visit or something like that, they're about 45 bucks. Oh, shit. And you can actually go right now, go to Walgreens. It's an A1C home test kit, just a little prick of blood, like, you know, no, no big deal. And in, in five minutes, you'll know your three-month average of your blood sugars. And if you're pre-diabetic or even diabetic, you can get on it now. That's awesome. Which is great, right? Because, like, you might have to wait months to get into the doctor's nobody's, office. Nobody's going to do that, but that is awesome. Sure, yeah. I mean, who wants to find out they're diabetic? Yeah. You didn't want to find I, out you were no, diabetic, yeah. dog. No. Your shit was, like, blinding you almost. Yeah. The, like, pressure every, on your eyes. Every fucking thing. And was you're like, you know. man, my head just kind of hurts, yeah. dude. I can't, I'm getting older. can't see that well. That 43 yeah. is really a bitch. Yeah, when you find yourself going, this is me, <laughs> you know, there's time to look into some shit. Dog, you're falling apart. Yeah, yeah man. This, That's uh, just me, man. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like I'm about to pass out half the time. I don't know. Well, me. I want to. It's funny because when you say you're 43, me and one of my really good buddies that is my basketball guru and mentor and coach, Marcus Whitaker. Shout out to Marcus Whitaker. Thank you, brother. He's the reason why I'm a legit baller and I can compete at a high level with other ballers. Um, and the guy has worked with me, you know over the years and really dialed in my game and stuff. But I've tried to do the same for him right. with diet and other things, trying to help educate him about other facets of health. Well, <clears throat> it was funny because me and him were talking about ages of some of the other guys in, in the ball group and, and guys we know. And uh, we were just guessing ages and, and we, he was pretty fucking off and I was pretty close, but Marcus was the oldest one out of all of them, but he looks good, man. And it's because he takes care of his shit as much as he can. And I was really happy because he's 48 years old. You're 40 fucking three. So that's like my basis for like, okay, he's 48 and he's a savage. Right. You're 43. You're a savage, but in a different way. And you got so much health left. Well, what's weird is that like because of all the health problems, like I I, I keep saying, I, I thought it was because I was 43. I kind of thought like, God damn, that fucking came on to me quick. Like I'm, I didn't realize life would be so like, now I just feel like I've got so many years. You, know you I mean? do, dude. Like, I, you added so many yeah, years. You know what I mean? I feel, I do feel young. You know what I mean? It's like, who cares? I'm, you know what I mean? Cause I used to be like, man, I'm fucking four. Like in my band, like we used to have a drummer that was like 20 something. And I was like, man, I could be his dad. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, now I just feel like I could fucking, you know, keep up. Now longer. you want to like almost size him up. Exactly. You see that motherfucker and you're right, like, right. okay. All right, how many miles are you running, motherfucker? Yeah. All right, well, you want to do some uh, some arm wrestling one of these days? Speaking of running miles, too, man, I I fucking uh, I picked up like a, a used treadmill like a month ago, right? Just a cheap, just to see if I could even like do a it. Like a St. Vinny's? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I could do like, you know, four minutes and I was winded. And now, as I mentioned, it, I love it and I do, you know, four or five miles, no problem. So now I'm like, it's time to step it up. I saw this commercial for one. You got, you know, fucking screen on it and shit and virtual fucking tours. And you can follow a coach in Thailand. And I was like, this is some badass shit. That is. So I went looking for it. You know what I mean? Oh, the Great Wall of China, right? Yeah. You can run the Great Wall of China and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go check this shit out. Well, first of all, treadmills like that are really fucking. I had no idea. (laughs) Holy (laughs) fuck. But I was like, is my fucking health? Yeah, it is worth it. You know what I mean? It's, it's worth it. So yeah. um, even though it was Mother's Day, my wife was awesome enough to uh, not make it just about her. And she's like, you know, this is your health and this is not a, f- a fad. Let's do this for you. Like, I, I'll use it too. The kids will use it when they're older. Yeah. I bought just the premium fucking, you know, like it's so cool. So if, if I'm following this, this coach that's running on the Great Wall, as it goes up the hill, it automatically inclines, which is fucking crazy because... Mine just ran flat. 
And I was like, oh, this is easy. Oh, shit changes when it goes uphill, man. Fucking changes. And they'll if they run faster, right? They're like, we're going to speed it up. It automatically makes you run faster. Like, all you can do is jump off that bitch if you don't want to do it, right? So you want for the ride. Yeah, so, like, I, to where I used to go, you know, 30 minutes before I even started breaking a sweat just because it was flat and I was going my pussy pace or whatever. Yeah. Now, fucking yesterday, 17 minutes in, and I'm just fucking sweating, and my fucking heart rate's up. But, I, you know, afterwards, I felt amazing. But, man, let me tell you, like, if you're serious about that, spend the money on yourself, spoil yourself, because that shit, like, the whole, like, uh, you know, where you, where you can kind of, like, lower your heart rate and raise your heart rate and all that stuff, that's the secret. Intervals. Intervals, man. Intervals. That's the shit. I mean... You know, Sean was showing me some exercises earlier and just bef- even before the stretching to get your body loosened up and stuff. And, you know, that shit is so important. It is. It's so fucking important. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just, I just wanted to share that because that treadmill, I was excited to get it. And then I got on it and I was just like, at first I was like, I made the biggest mistake in my life. But then afterwards, I was like, I feel amazing. Man, yeah. it's going to take you like two years to run that fucking wall of China oh, if you end up trying uh, it. And it, it'll, it, you'll be doing it right. And then it'll show like a map view of where you're at. And I was so fucking tired, and I was just barely like a quarter of the way, and I was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> yeah, I don't ever look at that cocksucking or, or the progress thing or yeah. the time shit unless because I only try to do five minutes of warm up, right? <clears throat> because uh, I have some bro science. So nice. one of my buddies um, that ran a dispensary was telling me that this was four years ago that there was a sports science that came out talking about how they had mimicked how to get in the zone for athletes. The zone, if you're not athletic, the best way to sum it up is just being in this groove of where you're you're not thinking, you're just acting, you're just yeah. performing. Yeah. You're just performing. Um, you've done the practice, you've done enough, you've got enough muscle memory, you're just clicking. And, you, and when you're in the zone, you should be performing at the highest level. I th- you know, I feel like when I'm painting or tattooing, sometimes- You I, know the zone. Yeah, because like sometimes I'll be like, shit, two hours have gone by. Yeah, where and you're I'm out just, of your brain, yeah. it's really where you're not yeah. even cognitive of what you're doing, essentially. You're just doing it yeah. um, and being present in that moment. So, right. and, and that's where you perform your best because when you've done the practice, when you, when you have experience and then you just go into that- you know, realm, then you really do perform at your highest level because your body just takes over and goes into machine mode. Right. Um, so the best way to be able to mimic that or get into that to, to artificially um, get into the zone is to, they said, was to take a shot of espresso, which is basically, I think, like 100 milligrams of caffeine, um, and do five minute uh, a bong rip, like a really? yeah, nice chronic bong. It was three factors, okay? okay. So a shot of espresso, just like one bong rip, not a huge bowl, not a fucking whole joint, just a bong rip, just, and then five minutes of intense cardio. Really? That's it. That's it, man. Get you in the zone. Okay. And that's because the stimulant of the caffeine engages a lot of the receptors and the nerves in your body, right? Gets the brain popping a little bit. I mean, fuck, I had a mate right here. You got a mate in front of you. It helps, you know, get that cognitive function going a little bit. And it is, it is, you know, it does work on the rest of the body. That's why the UFC tests for caffeine. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah. I mean, it really is a, a performance enhancing thing. Um, so the chronic getting you in touch with your body. So you fire it up with the caffeine. You get that little bit of a stimulant. Then you <clears throat> take that minor hallucinogen, that little Mary Jane love. You throw that in there. She settles you down. Get you connected with your body. Let you feel what's going on with your muscles. 
And then you do that cardio, boom, 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 get that heart rate going, kick it up, you know, get it into gear. You fire it up, whatever the fuck you want to say, man, it gets you into that next level. So with that, you got that trifecta and then, it, you know, I've done it. That's, yeah. that's why I kind of showed you my routine right, earlier. Right, right. Um, but it really does work, man. Um, and it's one of those things that it's, I mean, there's all sorts of different ways to do it. Other people do it. Um, some people don't need any of that yeah. shit. But that was the most effective way that they found to get people into the zone. So Wow, that's fascinating. I like it, whether yeah. it's bro science, whether sure. it's dispensary no, I mean, talk, whether – I mean, it works for me. So. Yeah. so so you smoke pretty much every time before you work out? Oh, yeah. yeah. I vape. Um, and that's what's funny is because I'm not one of those guys that's like, smoke weed, bro. You're going to work out better. Right. You definitely want to have the right strains and not overdo it. Um, and also, you want to be hydrated. You know, there's all sorts of factors that go into it. It's weird how you would think that hydration would be a common sense thing, but that's something that I don't think most people realize. They really are not drinking enough water. Well, weed's going to let you know. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. that cotton mouth. <laughs> right, right. I mean, fuck, brother. I'm almost <laughs> done with the water that I filled up, and we were, what, right. like 40-something minutes into a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to go empty the bladder, refill the fucking the water thing. And uh, it's because I smoked a joint before we even like right before we started right. this. And I've been hitting the vape pen and stuff. Uh, it helps with the inflammation. It helps with the pain from the tattoo. Nice, yeah. Um, and it helps with the recovery on everything. I also have a Bruce Lee portrait tattooed on um, my forearm on my left arm with a badass cannabis leaf behind it. And that is in essence of um and in memorial of bruce lee and his amazing effect on the world of fitness i mean his footprint what do you think his body fat was <laughs> negative three god damn right dog so but he used cannabis he used hash as an anti-inflammatory and you got to imagine how in tune that guy was with his body to be lit all the time, knowing what's going on with every muscle yeah. in his body. So when he was working out, he was connected like a motherfucker. And that's why he was able to do such amazing things yeah. and then recover almost instantly. And I don't think a lot of people knew that. I didn't know that. Until Most you people told don't, me. man. Yeah. But I mean, he grew up. He was born in Oakland mm -hmm. or San Francisco or, you know, the Bay went over to Hong Kong. You know, did his thing, learned a bunch of shit over there and, you know, gotten some scuffles um, and, and picked up a lot of knowledge. When he was when he, you know, late teens, adult, moved back to the States and then brought a lot of the knowledge and stuff that he did, the cultural things that he brought from the, you know, from China. Right. And then <clears throat> incorporate went back to Northern California, the Bay. And I mean, it's NorCal. We have that is right. That yeah, was the original yeah. Mecca. Um, in the United States for, for cannabis growth. So he was just mowing on dank-ass hash. That's crazy. I remember I was lucky enough that my dad loved Bruce Lee, and so I grew up on all those movies, like over and over and over again. I watched them tons of times, you know. I was definitely, it was kind of a, a bonding thing for my dad and I, so that's, that's kind of cool to see that coming back around, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I, I had no idea. I well, had no idea. He was profound in yeah. so many ways. The guy, I mean, he was one of the originators of um, the first you know, dialed in diets for weightlifting yeah. and for exercise. He was one of those guys that was listening to his body yeah. and trying things out and going, how does this way early on? How did, yeah. How does this affect? And then he had enough clout to really, you know, be a movement. Yeah. That's amazing. So I do use cannabis 
with those intentions. I don't smoke something that, you know, indica before I go work out, I smoke a sativa um, and I try to incorporate some CBD stuff. So I'm not really, you know, um, too in my head. I, I don't want to be paranoid at all. Right. But I don't want to be anxious. So explain to me indica versus sativa. So a sativa is one of those stimulating, energizing um, strain, or there's uh, the two biggest, um, to, like, areas of cannabis would be divided into sativa and indica. So when okay. somebody says, is this sativa or is this, shit, it's probably some of both. Okay. You know, that most strains nowadays are so crossed and inter right. interbred or crossbred with things that to say it's just sativa, it's, I mean, Pretty there's rare. rare, very rare strains that are just a sativa or just an indica, but most lean heavy to one side or the other. Sure. And the indica is more of your um, relaxing, more cognitive, in, introverted type stuff, that couch locking, pota couch potato, the the quintessential stoner yeah, fucking yeah. weed that people think of, oh, I just want to grab a just bag of potato bro. chips and Netflix and chill. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like at the nighttime. So I, I do... There's totally, a, uh, you know, that has its areas and it's amazing stuff because you want to unwind. I don't want to smoke some sativas at nighttime and fucking contain my level of energy. I want to switch gears. I want to change my frequency. Yeah. So that's why I'll transition into hybrids and things that are more heavy, relaxing, more pain relieving strains. And they really do have amazing pain relief and anti-inflammatory properties and calming properties too. Um, because I don't drink, man. I mean, you know, I got to do something. My brain's right. fucking firing all the goddamn time. Yeah, you were mentioning last night. You were just kind of Two nights ago, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I had to fucking watch some Seinfeld right. and just try to unwind and shit. I'm like so pumped up about the first episode of the podcast. I mean, this has been years in the making right. for us. Um, and, I mean, we didn't know we were going to do a podcast until this last year, and I didn't know I was going to be a part of it. Really, we actually didn't know we were going to do the first one until about four hours before that. Because know? I asked you, yeah. I was so pumped, it was, bro. It was the right day. We we're like, this is the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, podcast today, and then you know, first off, you asked me not to be a part of the podcast every day, but if I want to be a guest, right? And of course, I want to be a right. fucking bro. I want to be the perennial guest. Yeah, I right. I want to be able to have these conversations with yeah, you I think all the fucking. I think time. it started out with like you kind of doing some information because you always have such cool shit going on, but then I don't know. It just turned into like, you know what, let's just do this. Well, I, you know, you know I, mean? I was, so. I, it, it just makes sense. I right. asked you when you were like, well, do you want to be a guest? And I was like, uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Right, right. Uh, don't even ask me that bullshit. Just sign me up. Get me in the fucking loop. Put me on the counter. You know, I'm going to be there any goddamn time. But, and then I was like, well, I want to be a part of your podcast so fucking bad that I'll do anything I could got to do to just be a part of that and help make it happen. But then, you know, talking to you and everything, it just makes sense because we were talking countless times. We've hung out and been like, man, could you imagine how dope it would have been if we had recorded just what we were talking about? I right. mean, we would have probably fucking alienated a whole yeah. group of people, but there would be a nice other group of people who would be fucking on point with what we, we were vibing on. Right. People people think differently. I'm sure there'll be people that will listen to this and think we're fucking idiots. That's cool, but man. You ain't on our that's, level, that's man. And I'm me. not on yeah. your level, exactly. and that's fine. Yeah. Don't listen. Yeah. I'll, I'll point you into some other podcasts that you might like. Nah, dude. Right. We <laughs> ain't got to point you nowhere. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There ain't no pointing of nothing unless it's a middle finger because you're trying right. to point that at me. Right. But I'm not even really trying to reflect that at you because yeah. I, I don't want to waste my energy. Right. 
Um, <clears throat> I'm just, I just mainly, I just want to motivate people. You know what I mean? I want to motivate people, motivate myself. I'm, uh, I'm definitely interested in learning. You know what I mean? I want to educate. I want to learn more every day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, get better every day, a better you every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that seems so simple, but I don't think that enough of us are working on that or giving ourselves even credit for being the best you, you can be. Well, and that's why I'm super excited to see if we can't expand this into anything else where, I mean, we got to have a pull-up bar in here, right? You know, I want to be able to go, all right, Joshua, we'll be doing these hanging stretches for first. Then I'm going to show you another stretch. We're going to do some planks and we're going to warm up and then we're going to do a podcast. I've I've done a little bit of planks and that shit is fucking rugged. Brutal. But you you know, it's working, you know, you're like, God damn, this fucking. Oh dude. And you get, you get that shake going. I don't even count. So that's the funny thing is, uh, I'll count only because I'm competing with myself. Oh, you got to count. I want to so, like. You're a rookie. Right, right. You got to oh, fucking completely. have a base level, man. Completely, yeah. So speaking, but going back to marijuana, are there, and forgive my ignorance on this, like are there new strains coming out? Like is that something, <laughs> is that it's still just evolving? It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I saw 10 amazing phenotypes, and that's strains for people who are in the industry. That's what we right. say phenotypes. Um, just last month, man, really? that I was like, Oh my God, that's delicious. Um, because that's what my boys do. Yeah. I mean, I've been a, for those who don't know, um, I've been in the cannabis industry for a long time. I was a vendor to several dispensaries here in town. It's my passion. I love cannabis. I love it for so many reasons, mainly because it helps me. It helps me and it helps a lot of people I know. Um, and it's something that isn't supported on a level that it should be. And until it is, I'm going to be passionate as fuck about it. And I'm going to try to continue to spread knowledge and truth about it. And when I can, so that's just my style. It's always been my style. I mean, I've loved Mary Jane since the fucking day we were introduced. It's it's amazing how far it's come. It is, but it's kind of amazing how far it has to go still because, you know, my mom has fibromyalgia and you know, you had given me some stuff, some edibles a lot a while ago when she was visiting from Arizona and she was really in pain, you know, and I was like, mom, would you consider it? And she said her doctor had even told her to try it. So I was like, look, I got these peanut butter cups. I think with edibles, they're a lot stronger from what I understand. So I'm like, look, just take a little bit, you know, just give it a try. You know what I mean? And it was the funniest thing because like, you know, 45 minutes later, I'm like, are you feeling any better? And she goes like, I'm not in any pain at all, but my hands are super tiny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was all, but it, I mean, it worked. And now since that day, that was two years ago, you know, she, she, she takes, you know, she takes it, I think in pill form now, if that's even a thing. I think yeah. She but, um, it, it's like the only thing that helped her, you know what I mean? And my wife, Nikki had like severe fucking toothache one time. Yeah, and she she took that too, man. Yeah. She's like those, you know, and she, they helped her so fast. You know what I mean? It's real you know? medicine, and that's why yeah. I believe in it. And even the CBD, for, you know, the, even the, even though it doesn't have the THC, my dog is on it now, and just mar- every day is better. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, it's it's amazing to me how many things. Not to mention the hemp and the you can make, you know, the rope you can make and the fuel, fuel. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. And why wouldn't, you know, hippie alert, why wouldn't Mother Nature provide you the things that you need to survive? You know what I mean? It has for fucking ever. So who are we to be like, no, that's good. That that, that should be fucking illegal Ill, or what dude, the fuck, man. That's, you know? that's like, I think that's the true form of evil 
yeah. when somebody's going to take something that's going to benefit people right. and help people and the environment because we're talking about all sorts of you know issues energy issues fuel issues uh, medical issues ailments all sorts of things that could be alleviated i'm not going to say cured i'm not going to go yeah. make grand statements but i'm going to say we could help out some of these issues right because isn't it pretty proven that even cancer patients it definitely helps leave them the pain plus no, it gives you a little bit nausea of, yeah nausea which yeah. allows you to get an appetite and what is food food is medicine right. so if you're not eating my great my grandmother why i got fat when i was young i had a, a grandmother who was like my mom she was like my surrogate mom it's my dad's mom my other grandmother lived 200 miles away and she was amazing and i was close with her too but she wasn't nearly as as there and supportive as my my other grandmother patsy and Patsy ended up having breast cancer. She had it from the year I was born, 1985, until she died in 1997. You know, you never really get rid of cancer. But she fought it that long. And she had she was the most sweet, amazing, caring person that me and, and anybody else I ever knew that met her ever met. Um, and she was the only reason why I was even semi-happy growing up. Because I was an unhappy little savage. Right. Just not a... <clears throat> not in a good place and she was always there to like pick me up from school because I was always sick of school and to you know help me you know get out and and to work shit out in my head she was like a counselor and a friend as well right. well when she got sick I mean it it killed me inside yeah, man and that. we were so close so I watched her degrade for a year and in, in the hospitals and stuff and then my parents relationship was so strained by that because my dad was an is an alcohol was always an alcoholic when I was growing up and he just drank more and more because uh, it was his mom and he his dad was a piece of shit alcoholic and uh, you know he ended up kicking his dad out of the house when my dad when, was still a teenager living at home because abuse going on at the crib and he said get the fuck out of here you're not going to hurt my mom which was my grandma at the time and so my dad wasn't ready to lose his mom. I wasn't ready to lose my grandma. We all dealt with it wrong ways. I ate food and shit. You know, I wasn't a happy kid, but I think cannabis would have helped her so much. They had her on chemo for over a year. It was like a year and a half. And she just, you know, as, as much as her immune system was trying to fight that shit, she couldn't fucking keep nutrition in her body. She was like, you know, it's just one of those things. Like we were talking about saliva is 70% at least of your digestion. So when you're eating something, when you're appetized, your saliva bonds to it and then it goes into your digestive tract yeah, and that kicks in enzymes and everything that creates the, the whole um, digestive process. Right. That's why you break shit down. It right. has to get that indicator in your mouth, the saliva to tell, yeah, this is something we actually going to digest and break down and store as fuel. So she didn't have that she wasn't hungry at all and that's where so many of these cancer patients wither and die because they don't and they don't don't get the strength to fight and their immune system gets weaker and weaker is because they're they just not getting nutrition man yeah and i think that's one of the main things is just being able to tell your body you know yeah i feel you're you, you got a bunch of shit going on i'm gonna throw some really good healthy medicine at you to fucking buffer that to deal with the nausea and it actually kicks in chemicals in your brain that tells you to start, you know, developing your appetite. 
And that's why a lot of people go, well, I just get the munchies. Yeah. I just get the munchies. I don't even get, well, that might just be the weed that you're smoking. Right. And that might just be that you're a lazy fucking dude or whatever. If you just, if you aren't a motivated person in the first fucking place, yeah, yeah. then something that it doesn't always give you the pop, pop, pop isn't going to probably give you a pop, pop, pop. But, you know, if you know that and you have the right mental fucking state, you can just completely combat it or, or adjust to it and then go do your shit, man. That's where I was, so many people ask me, how do you stop eating? How do you intermittent fast? Yeah. You smoke so much weed. Do you stop smoking weed after dinner? No, I smoke more weed. Right. <laughs> I take some more edibles. <laughs> That's like the last thing I actually eat is a little bit of some THC oil and some CBD oil. Um, and then I smoke more and then I smoke more and I vape more and then I go to bed. Um, and it's because, you know, I, I'm just disciplined and like you were talking about that hunger threshold, you never really get a certain level of hunger, yeah. hungry when you're fasting. Yeah. It's always the same. Yeah. It's really interesting. So, so my pains aren't that, but for people who focus mentally yeah. on how hungry they are. That's where the it's a, it's actual like psychosis. It's a cognitive thing that yeah, puts you into. Once that. your brain goes there, because like for me, I'll I'll be in a fasted state. Um, if you listen to the previous podcast, I will do intermittent fasting, usually sixteen hours. I've been experimenting with it a little bit more, but uh, once I'm done with the fast and it's actually time, I'm, I'm going to eat. Once I realize that that's about to happen, then I'm crazy hungry. Yeah, I was fine for sixteen hours, right? Yeah. But now that I know that. You, you know, switched it in your head yeah, and you yeah, went, you know it's, I mean? it's okay to start getting hungry. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. We hungry, right. bro. And then everything tastes amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those like, enzymes are kicking yeah. in. That fucking, that, that gland in your brain that is triggered by cannabis, by yeah. THC, yeah. sorry. No, just by cannabis, but by THC, yeah. the TH mo THC molecule. That's why you will get hungry. And it's, it's not more intense. It's not dramatic. It's how you focus on yeah. that. And weed will help you focus. That's why I love it a ton too. And that's why your artist buddies yeah. who are amazing. Yeah, that blew my mind. Cause like, you know, this artist, this painter, Jeremy Lipking, he's one of the best painters in the world. His paintings are $20,000 in galleries. And he's like, I can, I, I got to smoke weed. I can't, I can't paint. Yeah. And he's like, I want to concentrate on this eye for four hours. Well, you know what I mean? And, and he's my, like, and I'll, and I'll love every second of it. You know, on cannabis. Yeah. You, know I mean? you ever painted an eye? Right. You ever painted an eye on weed? <laughs> There's some trippy shit going it, on in it, there, it, man. It, look at the pupil. Look at the pupil. Yeah, look at that shit. <sighs> so so what is it then? I mean, I know there's so much deeper than this, but did it start with the war on drugs? Yeah, is man. Is that what really? No, the, the cannabis thing? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay, the cannabis uh, prohibition started with Harry Anslinger and William Randolph Hearst. The Hearst Corporation had and group had a monopoly on the timber production and paper production right. for their media mogul. I mean, they owned over 70% of the publication in the 1920s and right. in the 30s when they decided to make marijuana illegal, which wasn't even a fucking word. It's a word that they created to demonize cannabis. Really? Yes. Marijuana wasn't even a fucking word. It was something that they uh, Mexicans had. It was similar to what they called it, but it was like a slang word for cannabis. And they were trying to lump it in and, and make it so it wasn't cannabis. It's not canvas cannabis. It's not that hemp, you know, yeah. natural. Thing. It's this demon drug. Right. It's this crazy moto. Yeah. It, you know, it's, <laughs> it's I that poco it's, loco. I, I remember that um, 
you know, Reefer Madness. And yeah, maybe, Reefer Madness. That yeah. was made by Harry Anslinger oh. and by Fuck. That was the oh, propaganda shit. machine. That was the propaganda. I mean, wasn't it? Like, so, it was like, you know, fucking psychosis. No, you'll, you, you'll one kill hit people, and right? you will go insane. Yeah, murder, one hit, murdering people. You're going to pop your brain, bro. God damn. And so I had a Reefer Madness poster in fucking middle school, man. And I, you know, so I love it when people say, Marijuana is a gateway drug, and by people I mean dare cops. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you assholes! Yeah. If you're a dare cop, shame on you, motherfuckers. Right. Keep it real. Keep it fucking real. The real gateway drug, sugar. The other gateway drug, alcohol. I never banged a nasty chick on chronic. <laughs> right, right. All right. <laughs> I had to be balls deep in a bottle of whiskey and other shit to really want to get down and dirty and not give a fuck. Okay. Well, like, like you never hear about. Man on marijuana did anything but fucking chill. But chill yeah. and be scared of being on the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm on the news? Yeah. That's not good. Fuck that shit. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, so it was it was that, that – and you know why. So it was because uh, cannabis – well, hemp was poised to take over the paper production. So uh, it was a money. It was all. It's all money based, man. Follow the fucking dollars. Always. The decor. I mean, Rogan talked about it like crazy and has for years. And that's you know, and he's done documentaries on that shit. And I mean, it's out there. If you, if you think we're lying, check it out. Um, that's what's so great. We have all of the information in our pockets. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean, pull your phone. Well, out. I got that shit in my dome. Right. Well, now I, you do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, well, I'm a veteran. Yeah. You know, yeah. in in that war on drugs, yeah. it's, it's some bullshit, and it sucks that we have to fight for our spirits and our minds. Yeah. But we do, and it's you know we're so blessed to live here. When I met you, I was like, hey man, you smoke weed? Right. And you were like, you know, I. Don't, but I'm kind of do because I right. moved out here. And yeah, like for me, it was like I didn't want to buy it off some guy flipping a nickel in the dark. You know what I mean? In the corner, I was like, you know what? If they can tell me the right strain and the you know what what I can get, you know, and it's never really been necessarily something I've been. I've, I've definitely smoked it, and it's definitely helped when I have. But um, I'm an advocate for it for sure. You know what I mean? Like oh, I yeah. know that I know all of the things. So for someone who actually doesn't smoke it very regularly. I'm very pro marijuana. Yeah, I mean, I picked up that from you. Yeah, you know, I tried to. I use the oil. I, I'll use stuff like uh, for my wrists. You know what I mean? I'll I'll use stuff like that. Yeah, that lotion. The lotion. That lotion yeah. is f- yeah. too powerful. And Absolutely. they had yeah. lotion. I'm talking about. There was some um, amazing artisan lotion made by oh, fuck amazing. I mean, she is so dedicated to the products that she produces. And um, the highest quality level of just like organic lotion that you could possibly make. Then she infused it with the best premium cannabis, you know, quality cannabis that she could get. Right. So it was just high quality fucking medication. Sorry, I'm taking a nice hit off the joint. Well, that medication was too powerful. Right. Like. Over 12 times too powerful. Oh, really? <laughs> 1,200 milligrams per bottle. And the state of Oregon has it regulated at nothing over 100 milligrams per bottle. Mm. So it's about uh, 12 times too effective. Wow. Right. Which is like, come the fuck on, man. We're trying to, like, cure shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the problem. Right. You're trying to cure shit. We can't cure. Nice hit of treatment right there. <sighs> We just get to treat it. Right. But this is the best treatment there is and is pretty much a cure. So that's why, um, 
you'll see such a fucking opposition to it federally. That's yeah. why there is such a machine out there trying to say uh, cannabis is not good for you. Right. You need to really be cautious of that stuff because it's going to make your kids crazy and stuff. It's like, yeah, go fuck yourself with the shit that you're you're spouting that you have no idea about. Maybe you had some really crazy chronic. Maybe your shit was spiked. I think it's so difficult to change the minds of people who just when you hear the same thing forever. That's why, you know, even with diet, you know, the, the whole low fat, all that misinformation. It's so difficult when you've heard that your whole life. You know what I mean? We're brainwashed. You're absolutely brainwashed. Right, and you think you're doing the right thing. You know, you, you think when someone tells you to eat, you know, you know, eat less, move more, eat a low, low fat diet, they absolutely think they're giving you good information. And, you know, bless their hearts for that. But you gotta, you've got to get educated and you've got to. You know, you've got to get uh, yeah, some yeah. I mean, forward I, thinking. I love good intentions, but yeah, yeah. I like it when you have some knowledge behind yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I think that's what really catches people off guard when I talk to them or when you talk sure. to them, because we look, we're all tatted up, Yeah, you know, and we don't necessarily look like we have PhDs. Yeah. Who's this guy with the beard fucking telling me some shit? And who's you know this tall, skinny, bald dude? Right. Covered in um, tattoos. Yeah, you know, covered in tattoos, trying to look all good. <clears throat> well, you know, I'm just trying to get from here to there, from the gym to the store and stuff. But if you want to talk to me in between, I might, you know, share some stuff right. with you and see what you got to I'm, share. I'm super open-minded. I'm super open-minded to that I can be wrong. I, I can and have been wrong. Like, that's one of the things that makes my relationship with my wife really good. I have no problem admitting that I'm wrong. You know what I mean? She does, however. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'll, bo- I'll bother her about that. I'll be like, can you just admit you were wrong? You know what I mean? She's like, well, I can see your point of view. Well, she's like, wrong far less than you are. She is. So that's yeah, yeah. probably. It's pretty funny. <coughs> yeah, like, I, I definitely have no problem, you know what I mean, with admitting that I'm wrong. I just like to, you know, I keep repeating myself, but I just like to learn new information. Um, you know, I'm always reading these new articles, and I'm always very aware of where these articles are coming from. You know what I'm saying? I'm amazed at how many people like don't realize that the onion is like a satire newspaper, you know? And they're like, did you hear what they're doing? It's like, that's, that's not real. I don't even know. Yeah. Like yeah. I barely know about that. And I think yeah. it's from like, what is that? Uh, IFC channel or something. Cause yeah. they had the show on there yeah. and I was like, okay. Uh, people will believe anything if it's in print. It's like if they took the time to put it in print, it must be true. Yeah. When, it's just not the case. When the dudes who own the print <sighs> exactly aren't exactly on the level. Exactly. So that's the the story behind the reefer madness scene, and it is, it is evil. Um, and the same thing goes on with hallucinogens. You know, they say that. I was just talking to a guy today, at ball, um, when I was getting my stretching on and getting ready to leave about hallucinogens and how shamans mm-hmm. say that we should be doing hallucinogens every three months. I mean, not hardcore stuff, but at least maybe some mushrooms. Right. Um, to kind of reset that spiritual clock. Yeah. Everybody that I've ever known or read about that took hallucinogens can't say enough about it. Jim Carrey. Oh, he said he'll spend fuck. the rest of his life trying to find that light again. That guy you know is I mean? a microdose. Oh, now he, or a, now he's or really, a macrodose, yeah, yeah. dude. He is a macrodose, yeah. man. He spread that shit on the fi- yeah. fire. He, you know, like it's, you know, from what I understand, I've not done it. You know what I mean? Um, but from what I understand, it's literally like being reborn. Well, it depends I mean? on what you do. Yeah. Um, Ayahuasca. And 
ayahuasca yeah. those heart the dmt, DMT that's yeah. what we, i was talking about with this cat because yeah. he hadn't even heard of dmt and and when i first started listening to that joe rogan experience right. that's all you ever heard on there yeah, yeah. was uh oh yeah dmt yeah. and some float tank yeah and uh i'm gonna oh yeah we got the fight going and now we'll get you some dmt or have you haven't done dmt <laughs> oh shit man right. that's that well you used to be able to get it online really I mean, you could just order it right online wow. yeah 5 a 5 a.m or 5 mao dmt so um, there's and that's like the more hardcore, you know, more potent version of it. And what you do is you, it's a it's a powder um, that you put on something or in something. Normally you put it on a tiny amount of weed or whatever and, and you consume it. Uh, you burn it and you take big, deep breaths of it until it kicks in. And it doesn't usually take too long to kick the fuck in. And when it kicks in, you're not moving. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can move, but it's it's one of those overwhelming experiences, and it comes on like it seems that. difficult for somebody to s- describe what it feels like. That and like go like, watch Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, it's on Netflix. Def- Netflix Doctor Strange. When that uh, the ancient one, that badass lady touches yeah. Oh, yeah. touches yeah. fucking oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Benedict right in the in the <laughs> middle of the fu- forehead, right on his pineal gland, and shoots him through the you know the astrosphere and yeah, inner dimensions. Best, yeah, that is the best visual depict like depiction of what it's like to really travel from here to there right now um and it's, i love the sacred geon that that was part of what uh, yes. this kid was asking me about it was he was looking at the burning monk dude that's so fu- badass and thanks man my my tattoo artist was the guy who came up with that it was actually a five-year you know process right. of that burning monk and then the geometry didn't even get added until like the fourth year. Right. And it was because of the symbolism of transitioning from energy planes. And I was like, have you ever seen, you know, I, he was asking me, or went into the Metatron's cube. I was like, this Metatron's cube is what inspired my guy to, you know, we were talking about it and, right. and the, uh, how, how powerful sacred geometry is and why it's powerful, especially that shit, you know, that one Metatron's cube and how it encapsulates all the plutonic solids. And if you wanted to build a three dimensional grid for some sort of space for, um, kind of like, well, our reality, we'll just use that. Okay. So we're in a three dimensional reality here, um, that, that we can see and feel. I mean, that's the, that's fucking scientific evidence. (laughs) The fourth dimension is time and there's other dimensions on top of that. But these are the three that we see here and touch smell. So, um, if we were to try to build a space like that, uh, we don't know. Okay. So what, what is, what it, there's atoms all around us, atoms and, and molecules, right. and all the things that make it up. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm, yeah, how do you picture another dimension? It's like picturing another color that doesn't right, exist. Right, right, right. So, but but what what grid um, do, does all of this three dimensional space? How does it? What is it? I mean, what encapsulates all of it? What's on the the micro level? What is really there? Is it just a bunch of little molecules fit right. tightly together, moving in in some you know in certain ways? Are they here? You know, are they? Uh, moving so fast that we can't see them? Are they moving through inner dimensions? What's going on? Well, we, I mean, we don't really know. But when you take hallucinogens, you get a glimpse in on some of what's going on there. And so many commonalities are sacred geometry. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something there with that. I think that that, because it, it is the greatest base for like a grid for building a three-dimensional world, if you were to try to do that, to construct something that would be supportive for having three-dimensional reality going on in there, then a physical you know, reality, then I think that that would be an amazing, 
um, pattern to start from because yeah. it, it's infinite. It can sh- expand and shrink onto itself infinitely. So um, it's it just a great universal shape to do something about. When you, when you are in construction like I am, you realize that there's things beneath things that support things, a foundation, a yeah. structure, a skeleton. We can normally see those things. Just because we can't see something doesn't mean it's not there. Do you, with that, do you think that possibly there are other things existing that we just don't see? A hundred percent, man. So like and you can... a different uh, I think dimension. Our, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I've seen other dimensions, sure. and that's what... Do you I think mean, sometimes when people see ghosts, that that's possibly... It could totally could be. be you, could, know I mean? you know, with ghosts... Um, spirits, demons, forces, energy forces. There are so many different ways to try to describe something right. or or talk about something. Man, I'm open to it all. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I've seen and felt so many things that I never thought I would see and feel. Starting with when I the first time I ever did mushrooms, and I the first time I ever did mushrooms. Uh, Blew my fucking mind. Right. I was only 12 years old. Really? Yeah. They were amazing wow. cabenzies. I still remember how they like glittered. Wow. And um, me and my two best friends at the time ended up getting three eighths. So we also we, 12 we, years old. Also, tw- <laughs> also 12 years old. We were transitioning. We were going from seventh to eighth grade. And, uh, you know, we, we knew we wanted to take them because I had already been busted for smoking weed and my parents were testing me or at least threaten me with p tests right so and p and and the worst thing about cannabis the only bad thing is that it sticks in your fucking pee longer than anything else oh, okay. that's the worst drawback huh. uh, so cannabis or psilocybin which is what's in mushrooms and that's the hallucinogen hallucinogenic agent in that is does you can't p test for it or my parents couldn't at least it doesn't show up so yeah so we were like oh shit we doing this son yeah. And we'd also had homies who were older than us, who were the ones who got the mushrooms, who ended up coming from my own brother. Sorry to blow you up, bro, but you know it's true. Uh, so, so my buddies, because my brother's five years older than me, so my buddies who are three years older than me were taking these mushrooms, having the time of their life. It was during summertime. And they were like, man, these mushrooms are amazing. It was like, oh, sweet, can we get some? Yeah, bro. So they hooked us up, taxed me a little bit. But I didn't give a fuck, right? Because we was gonna have a great time. So we ended up popping a, a little three person tent up in my best friend's yard, at the time in his front yard, and and we set up our fucking sleeping bags. And we heard that if you drink orange juice, it, it really intensifies the the, the mushroom experience. I, li- I like how you hadn't even taken it yet, but you were ready to make it more powerful. We were so ready for the full right. experience, right? And we, and like I said, our other friends had already done the test drives, so. They were already well experienced in how effective these were and just the smiles on their faces, man. And the looks in their eyes when they handed these mushrooms over to us, it was like, we got the giddiest, you know, Oh shit. You know, we were high before we even took them. Just knowing like, Oh, this is going to be some cool experience that we never done before. Well, little did I know how crazy that experience would be for me because by the time I was 12 years old, I had already lived a pretty experienced life, man. Like I said, my grandmother died. Fucking, I mean, I got busted for selling weed. I had been busted in when I was nine years old for selling illegal fireworks and shit at school. Um, I was always a little entrepreneur. I had 
I mean, the list goes on. But, I mean, I, I was definitely one of those dudes who would go out and test the waters and push boundaries and, and you know, see what I could get sure. away with yeah. and shit yeah. because I wanted to know why. I want to see what was up. I want to live in life, and I want to fucking expand. But I had a very controlling, um, domineering father, first off, who yeah. was a religious dude and but a total hypocrite and alcoholic. Yeah. So, so I rebelled. So, anyways, sure. that was a glimpse. So, we wanted to to have a good night. Me and my two best friends right. set it all up. I remember we took the mushrooms like eight o'clock, you know, it was still a little light out. It's middle of summer. We go, okay, had dinner, had some pizza and shit. And then if I can go outside and we just eat them. No, we went into the tent and, uh, and we had a fucking jug of orange juice and maybe some vitamin C pills. I can't remember, but I remember we had orange juice and that was the vitamin C was the big deal. And uh, we bought all three of us just like I remember first eating the mushrooms and it would tasted disgusting. Yeah. And I was like, this is what they're like. Oh, this is bad. Good thing we Put got the, on the orange pizza. juice, bro. No, fuck that, dude. We didn't want to taint the pizza taint with, them, yeah, yeah. with mushrooms. Let's just horse these things down. So that was my first. OK, that, it really felt like doing a drug, man, because it yeah. wasn't enjoyable from the start. And uh, and this powdery taste it had in my mouth kind of like it was uh. like a weird hollow stemmy thing and the spores i could like taste and shit and it had this yeah. funky chewiness to it and i was just like man this is this better be fun and they were my two best friends so we were already i mean i hung out with these guys most of the fucking time um back in the day we didn't even have cell phones so it's like you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just hung out you know if you had homies and it's summertime they're at your house or you're at their house and you're just just fucking chilling or playing video games or watching mtv or whatever the fuck it is or then you go swimming and you just spend time together. And that's how it was, you yeah, know? Yeah. You didn't fucking have the big thing was cell phones, yeah. you know? It's so weird. So we're just chilling in a tent talking and stuff and didn't know how long it was going to take for him to kick in. Like, oh, fuck, man. How long? Yeah, what you, happens oh, now? Dude, yeah. And then my buddy was like, I remember my one buddy being like, okay, so it'll probably take like a half hour and something. I was like, okay, they say it'll probably take like a half hour. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, let's just hang out and talk. And we, we might have just been bullshitting for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I felt my cheeks just start to like rise <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm smiling. Uh, and my buddies go, you are smiling. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm feeling like I'm smiling. And I was am, like, am I smiling? And we were all like, it was just getting dark. Cause and it was just in the tent. It just, yeah, it hits like <laughs> nine o'clock. And it's dusk, and we're sitting in this tent. It's fucking three, three teenage, well, not even teenage boys, you right. know, pre-teenage boys, fucking sitting in there. It's a steamy shit, you know, right. steamy. And we're just like fucking sitting on top of our 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 uh, sleeping bags, all crisscross applesauce style and shit, looking at each other like, "Wow, this is weird, man." And on my body started tingling all over me, like little electric bumps. And I was like, man, this is this is so different. And they just kind of started echoing the same thing. Wow, man, I'm feeling it. Like, well, we started peaking at the exact same time because wow. we took them at the exact same time. Before we knew it, we were f like freaking out about how awesome the feeling was that we were feeling. Right. But we weren't even saying shit. Oh, wow. Like one word would come out of my mouth and another word would come out of my buddy's mouth. And then my buddy would complete the sentence. Oh, my God. And we had no concept of time. Sure. But we were reading each other's thoughts. And uh, it was because we were so. Was in sync. Yeah. We were so in sync yeah. as friends and wow. stuff that when. And my buddy goes, you just read my thoughts. And I go, yeah. And you said this. And my buddy goes, and I fucking said this. And we were all on the same page, man. Wow. So when they talk about telepathy, mm -hmm. I know it's real. 
I've actually experienced levels of that. I'm not talking about being able to read every single one of your thoughts, right. but being in sync with somebody on that level where you get in tune to some other fucking frequency and you really are receptive to, to that shit. Right. It's, it's really there. And they have been able to scientifically prove that with ayahuasca and telepathy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's amazing. and that's the power of the human brain. Yeah. So it's amazing to think about how many things are untapped into, you know what I mean? I mean, I know there's this saying, it's like, you know, we only use 10% of our brain and it's like, well, if we use the hundred percent of our brain, that's called a fucking seizure. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think but, that's, I, th- I think they're saying it wrong. You know what I mean? We, we're, we're using the right parts of our brain for the right things, but there's things that we are not tapped into, yeah. which ayahuasca would definitely. Yeah. You know and mean? I think maybe that's why hallucinogens are illegal yeah. because they open up pathways and they send blood flow to parts of the brain that get you thinking yeah. outside the box. It's comforting for me to me to know, or at least to think if I go outside tonight and get shot that hopefully some DMT will kick in and that's what I'm going to feel. Hopefully they don't shoot you in your pine- right. pineal gland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, you know, when you hear this light at the end of the tunnel and stuff like that, I'm wondering how much of that is, yeah. The release of the DMT. And then there's also that philosophy that the light at the end of the tunnel might actually just be your first memory of being born, being born. coming through that yeah. birth canal. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes sense too, because I've had experiences where shit does flash yeah. through you. And I, I can remember stuff from way little. I don't remember that, Yeah, but it makes sense because you were aware. That was your first real perception. Awareness. Yeah, it's weird. Like when you have these memories, like I remember being like four or five years old, and my my older sister took me to a park that was maybe a block from her house, and I was playing in a sandbox. And I remember it because I put my hands in the sandbox to dig, and there was a broken bottle in there, and I just cut my fingers up really bad. Oh man! And so my sister freaked out, and she was running me home, and I was bleeding everywhere. My parents freaked out, you know what I mean? But I remember that, but I certainly don't remember the day before. Or you know, yeah. and I also remember like that seems okay. That makes sense. You would remember that you're bleeding, but I'll have these random memories of like watching cartoons and eating cereal. But like, why that day? <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. It's so interesting to think about. And I've, I've moved around my whole life. I've lived everywhere. So I'll have these memories. I have no idea where I was at, no what state I was in. You know what I mean? Super interesting to think about that stuff. Memories are such a trip. Yeah. But, you know, and they say that the strongest link to memory is smell. So Absolutely. that you smell something and the it can f- take you back. The first girl I ever kissed, I she wore Carmex. The little, you know, the, and like 20 years later, somebody had just, Bought, bought Carmax and I immediately was like, "Holy shit!" Just took you there immediately. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? What do you think of is so is salvia similar? To yeah, DM? I mean, like, <clears throat> salvia is another. Uh, it's more like DMT. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. I'm a, but um, everybody I know that's taken salvia said that one. Yeah, you take it once and you'll never do it again. Yeah, it's not. I, I mean, never, you're gone, right? You're just my fucking. brother had a fucking crazy experience with salvia, so I never did it yeah. because it wasn't. He scared me with it. Yeah, he Sean, my Sean King as well. He said he did it once. He said that he heard all this shit, and he was like, you know, he smoked a lot of pot, and he was like, that ain't shit. Give me that. And he said he took a big hit, and nothing happened. And he took another big hit, yeah. and then he was fucking. He said he just saw colors and like felt like he was inside of a fucking matchbox or something. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, that actually does kind of sound like DMT a little bit, but nothing like the raw experience. Yeah, and um, I, you know, for all of that stuff. You, you better have your intentions right. Yeah. This one cat I was talking to today, he goes, shit, man, that's not, you know, I don't, 
I don't know if I'd be down for, you know, for some DMT because that's not, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to just do it before you go to the grocery store, dude, you know, <laughs> right. or because your homie's like, hey, bro, you want to burn up some DMT? Right. Like, nah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to jump into the DMT circle because yeah. that's what y'all are fired Seems like it'd right be now. good to like go out in the desert and like with some friends at the right time of year, the right time of year when you're in the right state of mind exactly. and like emotionally plan it out. You know what I mean? It's something that I, I will probably try DMT at some point. I've actually talked to my wife about it and she's interested as well. Yeah. It's just, it's going to have to be the right, the right time. You know what I mean? Which it I'm, should be. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm just super interested in that. I mean, it sounds incredibly powerful, which sounds scary. You know what I mean? But man, like, I don't know. I just, well, it's, 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 it is powerful, yeah. but it's nice to know what's out there. Yeah. And, and that's one of those things that it's a tool to go, Hey, there's some stuff that you're not perceiving. Yeah. If you want to check it out real quick, because that's, what's cool about DMT. When you smoke it like that, ayahuasca is a completely different beast. Okay. Um, and that's, that's a journey. Yeah. Um, so when you imbibe it, you know, drink it with the inhibitors and everything, you better be with a shaman. You okay. better have your fucking guide on point. Right. And he better not be a chuckle face. Because you want to fucking have somebody with some proper support yeah. and strength there to go, this is why you're at this level. And yeah. then we're going to go to this level. And I've got your back. And, I'm, and I've got your front. And, I, and we're in this together. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's proper. It's appropriate. And, you know, have all of your, your desires and intentions in mind. So they get you to the place that you want to go. Now, if... Would you ever be able to smoke a certain strain or, or an amount of marijuana to get even close to that? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, not like to DMT, but... But to really... To hot fry. Yeah. I mean, shit. <clears throat> marijuana is a hallucinogen. It's on the most uh, minor end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. but it's classified as a hallucinogen because THC is very powerful when concentrated. I mean, I had a, a hallucinogenic experience with an edible... That one of my buddies gave me because he was like, bro, you, you buy a ton of edibles. This guy, bless his heart, owns a dispensary. And he thought he was doing me a solid by right. giving me uh, some stuff to try out. Well, normally I'm super cool being a guinea pig. And these little eensy weensy pills looked so innocuous that I was like, sweet. Thank you, man. Well, first off, it was sativa. And I didn't know it was this strain called green crack and it was BHO, which means butane hash oil. So it was raw hash oil. So it was hash. I'll just cut, cut. We're talking about very concentrated hash in pill form. And I remember specifically what I had for dinner. I had a whole rack of ribs um, because it was my cheat day. And I, and I, I was hungry as fuck. And I had some potatoes, some like Texas potatoes, and some cornbread. And I ate that fucking pill right after I ate that right. stuff, because I didn't know what it was gonna do. And I was like, okay, Shane probably didn't do me too dirty. Let me just uh, take this little incy weensy pill. He gave me four. I took one, hmm. and that pill ruined my night. Really? It took like two hours, not an hour and a half. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, sitting in my recliner. Watching. It took that long. It took an too. hour and a half. Yeah. I didn't even know what the fuck was going on, man. Wow. That's what was so shitty. Was uh, And I, I gave it, I grilled my boy about it later on. What the fuck you give me, man? He go, oh, some green crap. I'm a fuck you, dude. Green crap. How are you giving me 
BHO of green crack right. and without a warning pill so or a warning label. So, anyways, what I was I sat there, I was sitting there watching whatever the fuck I was watching, and my mouth just started getting juicy, mm. you know. And I was like, I don't feel so good. Mm. And I'm like, what? what are the, my stomach? Oh shit! I might puke, man. And I'm like, oh, I need to breathe. So I was like, do I need to go puke? So I stood up. And I mean, it came on like that. Like, I mean, it came on in a minute. Yeah. I'm all just like, oh, I don't feel good. So I stood up and then it was a complete head change. I stood up and I was like, oh, that's better. And I stood there and I breathed for about a minute and I took some big, deep breaths and I just started feeling all right again. And I was like, okay, yeah, the last thing I want to do is puke up a whole rack of ribs. So, <laughs> cornbread. <laughs> so I'm like, why am I not feeling good? Still don't figure it out. Right. Um, I'm I'm so lit. I'm lit. Yeah. And I'm when you're that lit, when you're like getting into that hallucinogenic realm, like your heart's beating a mile a minute, your brain's freaking out, like time's stopping and shit. You're like, am I breathing? Fuck, I need to breathe. Oh fuck, breathe, 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 breathe. Oh, I might puke. Breathe, breathe, breathe. You know, I'm way too high. And I'm just sitting in my own fucking living room, bro. Right. What the fuck's going on, man? So I'm like, <laughs> did I get food poisoning? Oh, my God. That's the worst record I ever in my life. Right. Oh, fuck. I better call 911. I can't. Oh, shit. What's going on? And then all of a sudden it clicked. And I was like, oh, fuck. That pill, man. When did I eat that pill? No fucking way. You know, and I'm just in my own head. You're such a little bitch. One little pill. There's no way that's what's going on. There's some other shit, man. Right. So I'm like. And I ate it with food, dude. And that was how long ago was that? And I'm like trying to do math and fucking <laughs> figure out what time it is. Feel, feel, think if I'm going to puke, if I can make it to the. F and it, all of a sudden, I'm just like, just breathe, bro. You're okay. You're okay. It was just a really strong hallucinogen. And I was like, man, I haven't been this high in a decade. Wow. And I hadn't been because I didn't One expect hill. to be. Yeah. And it took me to, it launched me, it launch pad McQuacked my ass, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Into the fucking 99th fucking cloud, man. Wow. I was like, and I went to Shane. I said, what the fuck was in that pill, bro? And he was like, uh, it was some green crack BHO. I was like, that was raw BHO. You didn't throw no CBDs in there or nothing. No Harley Sue, no Canna Sue, no Sue nothing. He was like, no, was, was, was it too much? And I was like, I'm much too much, bro. I fried my balls off. I thought I was going to puke, man. I ended up getting juicy mouth. Wow. And, and, and he apologized. Thank God. <laughs> He said, thanks for being the guinea pig. It's funny that, you know, because you, you, you smoked so much prior to that, too, that I'm sure that was just like, what the fuck? And I ate a ton of, I mean, I'm, I'm an experienced edible yeah. dude. I, you know, the edibles thing, you know, I go to all these tattoo conventions and people always give me, they always give me stuff. Really? Just constantly. They're like, hey, you want to end on this? Like, I'm the nice guy. So I'm like, sure. You know what I mean? Was it just like a cookie or something? Yeah. Like, what, and so one day this one guy bring, he's like, hey, I got something for you. And he brings over and it's like, like lifesavers. You know what I mean? Oh, sweet. And uh, the I don't, I just, I didn't put it in my pocket. didn't even think anything of it. And then this, the booth next to me, there was this real cute girl. And she was like, hey, you have any, you got any weed? I'm like, I just so happens I got these. <laughs> and I'm like. I have no idea what the, the, the dose is or anything. Right, You're passing them on. I fucking gave them to her, and the next day I see her, and she's like, "That shit fucked me up." And she had this huge boyfriend. I was like, "This guy's gonna beat my ass," you know. It was I don't know. It's just like she said she took like one, and it just fucking rocked her. Yeah, some you know people I mean? can't handle nothing. Yeah. I got a girl who she can smell an edible, and she'll be destroyed wow it's it's ridiculous wow. you're like you're the most sensitive thing in the world and she's like i know 
Wow. But I like that about people. And, and then I'm the opposite, man. I mean, I'm trying to keep trying to build my tolerance, not build my tolerance, but take more because of the effectiveness of that medicine, man. And it's one of those things I have to tell myself, you're not trying to drink a fucking six pack or a half rack or a case of beer or right. finish. A, you're trying to make sure you're medicated with something that's actually going to like create a symbiosis in your body that's going to keep cancers from flourishing or from even yeah. establishing, yeah. Um, especially from metastasizing. And it's also helping with a ton of my other. So I told you, you know, I had to go into to my doctor to get a checkup like six months ago because right. it was right in the winter time, And I was like, I want to go. It was for my, it was vain. It was vanity. It was for my fucking uh, oh, beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, super bitch move on my part, but I wanted to do it because I want my, my uh, beard game to be on point. <laughs> and so I, I uh, my doctor was like, all right, well, come see me. And I never really go see him, but he's a cool cat. And the reason I like him was because the first time we ever met, he wasn't even my primary, but I went in there and. And he saw my thing about I was had a medical card and everything, and and he went, man, you're in shape, dude. What's up? You know, you use. It. And I was like, bro, let me tell you what's up. And he spent 20 minutes picking my brain about cannabis. Wow. So I liked him right off the bat. Right, right. Called, made him my primary care physician, and um, and so I, we have a good rapport, and he respects my cannabis use. So I went in there. And he was like, okay, well, we got to run you through the ringer, man. You know, we got to fucking to test you for you know STDs. Oh, you know, we'll give you this weird syphilis fucking whatever right. test and shit. And I'm like, God damn, yeah, man. I thought fun. that shit was gone, bro. Right. I thought that died with some English king a <laughs> couple hundred years ago right. or something. I th no, dude, it's the sailors are bringing it back, man. So, okay, well, it's good to know. Um, but, you know, they did this gambit of tests on me to see if they're like an uh, immune system thing going on or what, right. what was up. Well, it's just this like. Uh, inflammation going on on my skin you know um, was what the thing and, and when my test results came back it was no surprise I'm a healthy as fuck nice. they were like you almost too healthy nice. your cholesterol's fucking amazing your cardiovascular is off the charts which they tell me all the time my resting heart rate my breathing and stuff I mean it's just nice to hear, though. It's yeah. like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And guess what? I'm a huge stoner. Right, right. I'm a, one of the biggest weed advocates you're ever going to meet in your life. I consume the fuck out of it. Um, and I could help educate you about what's good for you, too. That's cool that he was, you know, that he was interested. He was smart enough. Exactly. Because you know, as a doctor, you learn these, you know, you learn all these things a certain way. You know, the, the, the guy, Jason Fung, who wrote the Diabetic Code book, you know, he starts off with saying that when he heard about fasting he was like you're fucking stupid it's you know he fought against it as well right now it's his whole life well i mean he educates people as right? we were talking about with the cancer thing not having nutrition is part probably one of the yeah. most harmful things of that yeah. of the cancer recovery thing and trying to fight cancer but you have we're not talking about fasting when you need nutrition we're talking right. about fasting when you have a, an abundance of calories already exactly. stored up or if yeah. you're just trying to enter get that um, rejuvenating process started yeah get that there's, human a, there's a, in the 60s there was an experiment you know one man this is going to sound insane but you can look this up it really happened 427 pounds and these that's team, how much he lost how much he weighed oh yeah his well, that's team of doctors was looking for somebody and he volunteered to fast for a year it ended up going 300 it went one year and 17 days he would take a shit every 50 days. He lost wow. 287 pounds. 
Or no, wow. no, 257 pounds. Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Lived till he was 98. Only put back 11 pounds on. Totally healthy. That at the time, that the you know the rest of the world was like he'll die in 30 days. So, so not that I'm in any way advocating fasting for that fucking long, but he had the fat reserves to live on. He had energy. He had food. You know what I mean? Um, there's 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 pictures of him breaking the fast. He had a hard boiled egg, and they're like, "How do you feel?" And he's like, "I'm pretty full." I can only imagine <laughs> you know what, I mean? what that would feel like, and especially taking that shit, dude. Yeah, like that every, had to have been a slippery mix. Oh you my know God. what I'm saying? Yeah, every 45 to 50 days. Fuck. My numbers, my numbers are probably a little bit wrong, but it's real close. Doesn't to matter. The weight, you know Anything I mean? close o- to that? Over 400 crazy. pounds lost. Over, well over 200 pounds. So he lost over half of his weight. Yeah, and uh, and, and I think he and it was like um, definitely in his 90s. I think he was 98, and this was like back. In, you know, this was a while ago. So this one old dude guy interviewed on some bullshit I saw probably five years ago, but it stuck with me because he was like 100 years old and in shape, like. In good shape. Right. Looked like he was probably 75, maybe 80, but he was 100. Right. And they said, what's your secret? You know, fucking typical reporter question. Wait, can you tell us what your secret is? Right. Well, he goes, well, I eat a small dinner and I don't eat anything after that. You know, so most people eat way too much. Yeah. You know, we're taught six six meals a day a lot, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, for us... I mean, if we're only eating in an eight or nine hour window, mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, man. If I could eat six times, that'd be amazing. Right. Because that's like eating every fucking hour, right, <laughs> every exactly. hour and a half, which is hard. As I think sh- people just take that information wrong and just eat the fuck out of stuff six times. Well, right. yeah. Oh, that's what they say. And, you, yeah. should, you know, I used to think that, too. Like, the I would try to eat at least four times a day. Um, not huge meals, mm-hmm. but to try to stimulate my my digestive tract to and to get that going and right. I was so off base on what I was actually doing and what my intentions were behind it cuz I was like okay I'll elongate my eating period mm-hmm. to get those more meals in they're going to be smaller and they're healthy but I'm going to do that cuz that's the best way to digest and keep a maintain a right. level of nutrition wrong yeah and that also spikes your your you know your insulin's constantly spiked so yeah, yeah. I was yeah. always in this digestive process, yeah. and I fucking slept like shit, yeah. and that was the main main thing that made me switch it up. Yeah. With that, I wanted to kind of say too, just remind everybody about the uh, the contest that I'm putting out. You know, again, I think that uh, the more entries we get, the more interesting it'll be, and I'll share them. You know what I mean? We'll share them. Uh, I'll share them via YouTube and stuff as well. So don't be afraid to share your weight with me and your goals and your drive. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to giving somebody a free tattoo, you know what I mean? And I, I'm like I said, I'm gonna find some other stuff too, probably probably some prints and stuff like that, or some convention stuff. Like yeah, I'll, that, it's gonna be worth it, you know what I mean? So I'm super excited about that. I really hope you guys can spread this podcast around. If you've got some stuff you'd like to hear us talk about, whether it's tattoo related, art related, weird shit related. <laughs> You know what I mean? I know we tapped into a little bit of ghost stuff. I wouldn't mind talking a little bit more about some metaphysical stuff, just thoughts on it. You know what I mean? If anybody's interested in hearing our thoughts on that, or if you have some cool stories, I got some cool ass alien stories. My family, most of my family has been, has straight up told me that they've been, my mom says she's been straight up abducted from aliens by aliens. I have never seen anything personally like that. I wish I had, I want to be like, like that Dane cook skit. You know what I mean? He's like, take me up. I want to look around. I want to explore. You know what I mean? But, uh, my my mom, my sister, my dad, my grandmother, they all have these alien experiences. 
they even have some of the same marks on them in certain spots. SMX style that's shit. That's crazy shit, that's right? Some, yeah, that's so the dark arts I'm gonna right have there. To get, I'm going to have to get some of them on here and uh, tell their story because, you know, my mom uh, has always said that she was abducted and she was telling me this crazy story. And I ended up telling my sister, I'm like, you know what mom told me? And, and my sister was like, yeah, I know. I have the same mark. And like, you know, lifts part of her shirt and she's got the same mark that my mom's got. And it's like, it's kind of mind blowing. You know what I mean? So... I can't wait to hear some, get into some of that shit. So how do they t- they email you? So you can email me at carltontattoos at gmail.com. You can also message me on Instagram at Joshua Carlton Official. Um, do you want to send some stuff to you as well? Or? Yeah, I mean, you can reach out to me. Um, it's Sean, S-E-A-N, 46. That's 46 and the word and two. So that's Sean, 46 and two, 46 and two, like the tool song. Gotta love some Maynard. Absolutely. So yeah, if you have some questions, please send them to us for either one of us. Uh, definitely ask some if you've got some some marijuana questions. I have a lot of questions about that, by the way. Just kind of you know interesting to me to learn all of this information. I can't wait. I've been trying to get you on the boat for <laughs> six years. You know, every time I saw you for the first year, I was throwing weed at you. Like you know, funny thing when I first moved here before it was legal, this guy gave me like, I mean, easily. $800 worth of weed and not was, me. No, yeah, no, 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 not you. I was so terrified of getting caught with it that I, when I packed up for the shop and left, I just threw it in the garbage <laughs> outside. And, and then a friend of mine called me and he's like, dude, I found this huge bag of weed in your trash at the Who shop. Who goes and digging through the know, trash, like, what are you dog? Doing? Like what time you just you got outed as right, a right? fucking <laughs> diver, dude. What the fuck, man? I, you know, and I, I didn't, I was so ignorant to it that I didn't even know what it was worth. And he's like, it's like 800 bucks. I made it. I sold it for 800 bucks. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. But it was illegal. So I was. I put it in my closet, but you could still smell it. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. This is weirding me out. You know what I mean? So I, I love that stink. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, I think with that, I think, uh, I think we've had a good episode. That Feel was good great. about it. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. This has been a dream of mine for a long time. Um, I hope this is something you enjoy, and uh, we'll keep bringing it to you. So have a great night.